Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Two more weeks until you get your life right. That's right. Two more weeks until the one crazy weekend here in Las Vegas. It's going to be a great time. It kicks off Friday night with two strip cruises, one at 6, one at 9, followed by a car show Saturday morning at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And while you're at it, write down the room code, which is AVW1C09. AVW1C09 gets you a discount on your room that you book at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. To register for the show, go to letstalkdubs.com. Go to the main page, click on the show link, and you'll go right there. You'll have an opportunity to go ahead and register for the car show, which is 30 bucks, or the poke run, which is 50 And you can do both for 80 So I'm no mathematician, but that's how that works out. I want to thank our sponsors for helping out with the one crazy weekend. The Lab, uh, Pedal Works, Ross Wolf, Finley Volkswagen, Sunkiss Graphics, and Dam Volks, the Wagon, and Las Vegas UW Club. So I want to make sure that all those guys get a shout out. Check out their websites. Their links are in the details down at the bottom of the podcast. So check out their website. Support those that support your favorite podcast. Also, if you guys happen to be in Vegas this particular weekend coming up that you're hearing this podcast starting tomorrow, Saturday, there's going to be Vegas Auto Fest that's going to be happening at Red Rock Country Club. This is a show that is probably one of the nicest shows that I've been to, let alone just in Las Vegas. So this particular show takes place at Red Rock Country Club. It's on the fairways, super nice, real high end, and there's Volkswagens there. So if you guys are in town this weekend, make sure you check that out. Um, Also, we like when you share the podcast. So go down to Little Dots, all your little friends, all those people. Make sure you share this podcast with any of your VW friends so that they can enjoy Let's Talk Dubs. As of recent, uh, Luftcraft, go ahead. They went ahead and hit us up on Instagram, said how much they enjoy listening to the podcast on their road trip. So it's a perfect road trip opportunity. If you don't catch up on them every week, make sure you listen, uh, you share with your friends the podcast, and they can listen and enjoy too. Don't forget, guys, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. On today's show, we got my boys with Ross Wolf in the house. I've got Jared and Jason here, and they went down to Treffin this last weekend. They helped uh, get some information out about the show, but also these guys were down there living it for the Treffin weekend. So I'll welcome Ross Wolf to the podcast today. Guys, welcome to the show. You're there. Welcome. welcome. Hey. So, uh, lots of stuff happened this weekend. So these two, these two brazen individuals bombed down there. And if you guys don't think it's a big deal to drive your car down to Southern California, you must live in Northern California. Uh, it's a little bit warm, but it's a little humidity. And the humidity makes a big difference in addition to these huge grades. Between here and Southern California, I've always mentioned on our road trips, we've got this huge grade, which is Baker grade. We drive through a portion of Death Valley, which is the hottest part of the Southwest United States, right? So it's a it's a car killer for sure, right? Baker and, is definitely a graveyard. <laughs> and if your car is not dialed in, it's going to run hot. So these two thugs mob down there in a 1960 convertible. Uh, 56. I'm sorry, 56 convertible. Yep. And what's the running What's the running gear on that? So that's an Okrasa that's uh, got the stock pistons, but it's banged out with the 74 millimeter crank. So modern day Okrasa version heads and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's the Wolfsburg West kit. So uh, outfitted, of course, with all Ross Wolf 
Uh, yep, running our stacks, uh, running our new pulleys. Stacks, uh, the pulleys, the whole nine. So you're putting the road test to the new parts. Yep, uh, that, and it's kind of the first time that uh, I did a major road trip in a shockless beam. So that that one's six inch narrow, six inch narrowed, and then the seats are a little bit different setup in that car. It's it's a hard mounted seat. It's a, kind of a vintage race seat look, right? Kind it of has, a, kind of a old school outlaw kind of convertible. Yes, but they're they're solid, and so it was kind of a question as to how that would how that would go on the freeway for that long of a drive. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. And, and you, so, in case you guys are wondering, you're listening to uh, right now. You're listening to Jason of Ross Wolf. So. Um, you also decided to take so. So, who drove the vert? You drove the vert. I drove the vert. Jared, what'd you drive? I drove the '59 low light. So you drove the '59 low light that you guys may have seen on Instagram this weekend because the '59 low light got a little bit of love this weekend, right? Got a lot of love, right? Yes, for and, sure. And for being not from Southern California, to show up down at a show in their neck of the woods and get appreciation. I mean, that, that's a big morale boost, right? Definitely. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it's something that kind of kicks things into high gear. So the weekend kicks off with a show on on Friday. But let's talk about you guys decided to leave Thursday, right? You guys rented a little place down there. Yeah, we had an Airbnb uh, in Anaheim that was kind of centrally located next to most of the most of the events. Um, so we left early Thursday morning, really early to try and kind of beat some of the heat. Right. Um, which. You know, we did for the most part. I mean, it was still, it was still really hot. By the time we got to Baker, it was, you know. Now, real quick, we, we didn't get the deets on the 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 Gia you drove. The low light Gia's got what for drivetrain in it? Twenty two seventy five. So twenty two seventy five with IDAs. IDAs. All right. So not not your little. So we're like polar opposites cruising there to Southern California. Yeah, stacks no filters too. I mean, yeah. same both cars stacks no filters. Bro, this guy goes bareback wherever he goes. He don't care. He don't care. So she smelled clean, but at, <laughs> at any rate, so you guys go down. You guys leave early to get a jump on it. Rented a little place down there. Yep. How, how'd the cars do? And was there any top end shootouts, or you guys you knew you'd get destroyed by the gear? <laughs> I could pass them any time. <laughs> like your ankle was. Uh, Jared, your ankle's cramping up, like staying off the throttle, oh, like because yeah. you, you, you're a tall guy. I'm not as tall as you, but in my bus, I do this move on a road trip where I start inching my foot back and using my toe to push the gas pedal, like that's the cruise control. I actually set my foot on the tunnel and was pushing the gas pedal with my heel. Yeah. No, and so you're pushing, so you're setting on the tunnel. <laughs> it's kind of a, a a lazy man's way of just kind of pushing on the throttle, huh? The factory cruise control. Yeah, it felt like I was riding a Harley with my legs out wide. Right, right. <laughs> and then the Gia, you know, I had, I've had, i had Gia's back in my past, right? I mean, obviously I had the Type 34 Gia, but that's a whole different ballgame sitting inside and driving than a regular Type 1 Gia. And I'm surprised that, you know, you guys are in those cars because I've always felt in the Gia, like the door kind of comes up on you, almost like you're in a, in a bit of a shell, you know? So for me, I've never done a long trip in the Gia. So how, what, how tall are you? Six five. Okay, <laughs> so how was? And those seats are in stock locations, right? They're in the stock locations. They're Scat seats. Okay, uh, so Scat Pro cars. Yeah, they're Scat Pro cars. So you there. can recline it back a little bit. Yeah. Now, any sound systems in either cars? Oh heck, no! I don't believe in that at all. Are you kidding me, bro? Are you <laughs> no, kidding? I had to wear my earpods with the noise canceling because it was just too much. It's, it's like so loud. Was it? Was it loud in there? Oh, it's so loud. Are you all solid mounted in the Gia? 
Yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's bro, mostly that's, solid. That's not for road trips. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Like the dream is kind of like build your car and then it's your, I mean, we all like to think of ourselves like, this is my everything car. I'll just get in the and go to the store, get milk and do whatever. You know what I mean? But the reality is you want to, you want to be able to beat on it, cruise it when you want to, but like really have it ready to pounce when it's time to, to get jiggy in the streets. And yeah. then, I mean, I put 6,000 miles on that car, which I was actually kind of surprised at because uh, during the rally, they they take your mileage down, and I, you know, when I actually read the odometer, I'm like, wow, six thousand miles I put on this thing. That's uh, Matt. The gear that you have, yeah. Uh, what's the story on that? Did you? How much of the car was done when you got it, or did was that one of your cars so, you built? No, I mean this is another one of my kind of uh, you know buy it and mod it to to get what I want. Uh, out that's of it. the best way, in right. my opinion. So I bought it uh, from a guy named Jesse, and he lived out in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And so I had met him at a Pomona swap meet, and I looked at the car. There was a, a for sale sign on it, and he was kind of just fielding some info. And so I kept Like his, what they say on Facebook, testing the waters? Yeah, totally testing the waters. So I, I just kept his information. I really liked the car. Um, it had original uh, four-and-a-half Fuchs on the front, um, which I thought was, you know, something that I wasn't going to keep if I bought the car, but, you know, certainly some value in it. Sure. Um, so I just kept his his info and then stayed in touch. And when he was uh, serious about it, he gave me the number and I said, I'll come get it. Nice. And, uh, and what? so the car was, how much of the car was the way it was now? Yeah, so I did uh, all of the suspension and brakes on it. So that's kind of my, my push on it. And I've, I've done some reconfiguring, uh, obviously, with our products on the motor. Uh, and then uh, I redid some of the electrical uh, and put in some of the uh, speed hut gauges. I did some custom speed hut gauges, which the, the Gia has the two pod. Yeah. Right? So I was running the... Uh, uh, fuel gauge inside the speedo uh, speedo that is you know the late model the satellite style. oh is it satellite yeah, it's gps yeah i haven't messed I, i've seen the 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 speed hut stuff which i thought was there's got to be somebody at speed hut that's somehow into vw's because nobody would normally do that because i don't think they would think the market's that big but i think the products i've seen have seemed pretty decent have you been happy with the product you've been getting from them? yeah i mean i think their their gauges are nice and i like the uh, I was able to kind of customize the tack. So on the tack, it actually has the Carmen Gia script uh, oh, in, nice. inside that uh, tack. So it gave it a real personalized feel. Uh, and so I was able to use the oil uh, oil temp gauge in the spot where the fuel gauge normally is on, right. on the Gia because I comboed it inside, comboed the fuel gauge yeah. is inside the speedo so those are the things i did to the car uh it was you know it wasn't on the wheels i mean the wheels on that car in my opinion set the car off on a whole other a whole other trajectory yeah. yeah the iozio uh oh yeah i'm looking at if you ga- go, galaxies if, are if you guys go to J- jason's personal page it's lug bolt with a zero and there's a picture of the gi when he got it it doesn't look anything it doesn't look anything like you got it now i mean as much as the car is the same it looks completely different i mean that the fuchs in my opinion, they're a little bit kind of, I don't know how you say it, on everything. And um, I think you've completely, and back to what I was saying, I think this is the way to buy a car. Like, it, like we're going to talk about how I leveled up with Zorba the Gia from you, right? <laughs> but, I mean, that, that that's the move. Like, if you can't, if you've been down that rodeo before that there's, there's the street cred talk and the Jesse James will get into, like, well, I forged my own steel. Like, I yeah. that's how much of it I did myself. But... 
the smart money. And what I mean by smart money is you're going to spend it either way. You can either spend it creating enemies at the body shop and people you hate <laughs> at the paint place and all that kind of stuff. Or you can skip all that and just have the same experience with the dollars, just buy it mostly done and then kind of finish off the car the way you want, which I think is smart. But really the work that you've done, like you can't, in my opinion, you can't tell it's the same car, even though same color and everything, because just based on what I see different from the kind of before and after, which is what everybody wants to do, right? When you pick up a car, you don't want sure. to be like, hey, you're driving Rick's old ride. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I definitely personalized it to what my vision was on it. And I had originally bought, uh, that was actually set number two of Iosia wheels because um, I had uh, kind of a deep dish rear set up originally mm-hmm. uh, for a Gia. Of and, the Galaxies? Yes. Nice. Uh, and they didn't fit under that car at all it was uh the deep rears yeah it did it didn't go uh so i've seen some people with low lights that have somehow run those this car you know they were hand built so uh this car there was there was no physical way to get uh those things into the fenders so i fought with them you know a bit trying to do it and then i just ordered another set uh, a full set or just two two more no i ordered a full set because uh, you have so you've got two sets of these wheels well, that's the notch has the other set with the oh, deep. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because I was like, I thought I remember seeing the deep on the blue bug. I remember seeing a deep lip somewhere. Well, that was, you know, CIP makes those BRMs with the deep lip. So they make a six and a half deep. Yeah, but I was talking on your car. I thought, I, I thought, did you ever run those on the blue car at nope. all? No, nope. no. Always ran the BRMs on the blue car. So maybe I just, I, I keep looking, because I was sitting here thinking that there, you had the deeps on the back of that thing. But yeah, there's, Gia's have no room, you know? No, that one that one didn't. I've I've put seventeens on a couple different Gias now, mm-hmm. um, but these ones were the fit and everything to get them on. Iosio really is tight with his tolerances for yeah. that five by one thirty. So, you know, trying to get them. Of course, that you got to wedge them in there too, right? So when you're dealing with tight tolerance on the <laughs> on the whole with studs, because I changed the brakes out on that. I actually used air cooled brakes right i did a uh, a swap out i actually combined uh an air-cooled rear hub with russ's uh willwood rear brake uh so i had to do a little modification to to make all that kind of jive together nice Uh, but once it all once it all goes together it's good i don't want to flat on that thing that's that's probably one of the scariest ideas that i had you know it's kind of like a bus flat right it's the same idea that you'd be you know in for a bit of a struggle on that thing yeah when i had my um when i first put the 17 on the on on take a shot guys the bull run bus when i put the uh the 17 by eights on the on the bull run bus originally i didn't have on the carbon cab, I've got Russell's step-down plates for the rear. Step-down or step-up? Step-up plates? No, I've got the offset with the, with the spring plate. So he uses the stock bus non-cutout with the step-down to lower it. And uh, that tire comes off nice and easy. As far as bull run bus, you have to take, you have to take your T-shirt off, preferably <laughs> if you're on the side of the road, and then wrap the rotor so you can drop the wheel and not scuff up because they're polishing the inside, not scuff the wheel up. But it's like a whole, you know, a whole rhythmic uh, wheel removal. But yeah, it sucks, man. And now with now new suspension styles are coming out where they got adjustable spring plates, whatever they drop all the way. George has the ones that just drop all the way down, so those make it super nice. Yeah, so. I saw those. He was putting those on Scott's 
Yeah, it just makes it cab, yeah. su- super nice to do that. So you guys head down, you do a little drive down there, and then what's the first event that you guys hit? Well, so on you know Thursday night we just kind of settled in, and then uh, trips uneventful. You guys make it down there no problem, yeah, no no issues. Cars run great. The the vert has a minor exhaust leak that's that's you know kind of getting worse as it goes, but it's it's tolerable. Right, it's killing a little power, you know. So my third gear hill run. So uh, you're probably pushing thirty five horse. <laughs> probably sixty horsepower with that kit on there. Uh, I'm gonna guess in the in the upper 40s or low 50s and what's amazing is in this room we're all grown men that drive we own trucks that have 500 horsepower or 800 pound feet of torque if you're driving a dodge and you know all the stuff and we'll hop in a 60 horsepower old volkswagen and head through the death valley to go to to go hang out at a car show but it what's so amazing to me is the way that they matched up the power on those cars to where it's like even if if you're in a stock bug with a 40 horse like it feels, it doesn't feel like it's dying. It pushes the car. You know, street traffic is always no issue with that that thing. You know, yeah. light to light with an Okrasa is is no issue. It'll hit. You know, on the flats, I, I was I was doing seventy uh, most of the I way. Think you had Lo- seventy-five down some hills. Too. <laughs> yeah, five down some hills with some. Wind and a convertible's push. heavier. A convertible's probably what three four hundred pounds heavier than a, than a sedan. Yep, I would think so. So, so we made it, got settled in. We, we got a house with a garage. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. We were able to park, park the cars. That was a, that was a big part of the Airbnb is getting a house with a garage in Anaheim. Anymore. That makes sense, right? You're going to go out of town with your classic cars yep. and stuff. I mean, the only part that's kind of a bummer is if you trailer them down. So if they're running good, I think the big thing, the big thing is if they're running good, you don't have to be to work on Monday. Because right. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday really sucks if you have to be to work on Monday because then you're pushing, you're in a rush. Like if you're just cruising, it's a totally different thing. You know what I mean? So uh, luckily for you, life is Ross Wolf. So you were, you know, you're at the office wherever you're at. So absolutely. So you guys motor motor down in there. You get a place with a garage, so the cars are on lockdown, everything's safe. But you shoot in Thursday. Yep. And then uh, Friday morning, we get some bad news. Um, so the uh, the guy, a friend of ours that ran the support truck, he was driving my truck with all of our, you know, tent and all the product uh, for for the Treffen show. Uh, he he got some bad news that uh, family emergency, and he had to bomb back to Vegas. Wow! So without the trailer. We are forced to sacrifice a car. So uh, I drove the convertible back to Vegas on Friday. Uh, followed followed uh, followed Brandon in the in my truck, and then we did a we did a swap back in Vegas, and I bombed back to California trying to hit uh, the first show. Jared he drove uh, to the Garden Grove Main Street show. So he I, took the Gia. He took the Gia, and I was racing back in the truck trying now, to get there. The reason you decided to take the convertible back versus the Gia was. You know, I think the Gia is unique and such a head turner. So uh, was it planned for like the show? Like, you know what? For this show, I'd like to, if I have to pick one or two of the other to be there, it's going to be the Gia. We definitely chose, but we thought it through and, and decided Gia. Well, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you did that because the 2276 with the 48 IDAs. That's what I was thinking because whoever's driving in the luxury van with the air conditioning is going to be like, oh, what, what happened to you? Yeah, I started listening to this good song, and then I just forgot you were behind me. (laughs) 
You know, that's what I thought. So, but it was a strategic plan. Like, what car? Like, now you got to pick a car to be, to be on display there. What car do you want Ross Wolf to be known for? Right? Yeah, and and both cars, you know, have a you know, both of our engine products are all over both cars. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was it was tough because I think they're they're each unique in, the, in sure. their own way and kind of showing some of the different things that we can do. Um, so yeah, the convertible was sacrificed. It was also, you know, the convertible was quite a bit quieter. I didn't need to wear the earbuds in with the noise canceling at, at all. Yeah. Uh, but, and you thought he's already half deaf from coming down here. He could just finish the trip off the rest of the way. Exactly. The, the downside is, you know, we, we lost the planning of, okay, how are we going to do this in terms of kind of trying to hit weather right. correct, especially through death Valley. So uh, unfortunately, you know, we're, going through that area at the hottest part of the day just because you know had we had to get Brandon home um so you know that was that was very very uncomfortable uh in the in in the convertible and you know I can only do I mean it's an hour in that seat for me oh yeah well because you're a shorty too how tall are you (laughs) I'm six three. Yeah, so you're six three. So it's got to be like, and and they're like early style. Are these early style aluminum buckets? Yeah, or? they're they're bucketed. They're they're padded, but the you know the side bolsters come up quite a bit. They're they're probably a little bit too forward for me. Uh, we're gonna work on kind of moving them back a little bit towards. They're the, super comfortable until three hours in, and you're yeah, just like, wait a second. And your legs. Well, it's an hour in. Up. An hour in is all you can make. We could hit every gas station. Well, yeah. I mean, in. listen. Now we're now we're talking like now we're old man talk now. So like, yeah, your sciatic nerve just starts kicking in right about there, and you're like, <laughs> I gotta keep pushing the clutch in to get some stretch in this hip. Yeah. It's a, it's different because you never think about that. Like when you're building a car, cause your thought is like, ah, you know, it's all right. It's not like I'm taking this thing on road trips. And then one day you turn into your teenage self and like, I'm taking that car to California and I'm going to drive it. So we did it, but you know, the, it, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I got to drive the car both ways. No, it listen, was really a test of, I mean, test of our products, test of, yeah, build, cause you just which, put the new pulleys on there. Right. Bob Cook actually built the motor on that that car i've told him a few times and that was the first ocrasa that he'd ever built like it's it's really solid it just doesn't miss a beat yeah bob uh, Cook. we might talk about that a little bit let's just talk about we'll wrap that up as kind of the gossip talk of the podcast of, <laughs> at the end but yeah but yeah so he he built that it it, it ran well the shockless uh front beam was uh, actually a dream i mean it was uh and that thing is as close to cadillac ride as you can get which is just shocking Really, uh, even thing, in Southern California, even, with because somehow every fourteen feet in California they just put a groove across the highway. So when you're going ding ding ding, you don't really hear it until you're in a Cruise America RV with a loose microwave. Then it's really, <laughs> it really echoes real loud because I've lived that experience. But yeah, dang 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 dang, like I don't get it, you know. But um, so even with the bumps in the road, nothing drove nice, huh? Yeah, I was. Uh, really surprised and super happy with it. I would, I would road trip that car again. So you leave, so you Thursday drive down to California, end up, get the bad news, turn around Friday morning. Treffin is at four, not Treffin. I'm sorry. Garden Grove is at three, four o'clock, four o'clock, which means you got to be there by one 32. Um, I think I got there at three. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, because I know they're really particular on letting people in. And because you had to it, wait in line outside of the road. And then last time I was there, I talked to the guys that they it's like it, it's like a quote unquote cars and coffee like we have here. So it's wide open to all the hot rods and all whatever. Yeah. But when the VW, because it's open for classic cars on Friday night, but when the VW guys want to meet there, they all have to show up early and just take over the whole spot. Otherwise, they're going to get all kinds of. Uh, 
American cars littered in there with the VWs, which kind of kills the vibe. So, uh, so you, so now you leave California. What time? Uh, I'm not well. When you're leaving to come back o'clock. to Vegas in the morning? About, no, yeah, 11 a.m. is when we when we decided to to start heading. Bro, that's hot, dude. Like that's gonna be that's gonna well, be roasting in the convertible. Yeah, that wasn't really the concern given, yeah, no, given no, no, what no. happened. No, but yeah. No, here you so so you decide to take off, so you leave there at eleven, which means that you get here by two thirty three if you're flying, probably four. I think it was four o'clock. Four o'clock. Like so your event's just kicking off, Jared. You're down there at the Garden Grove. Garden Grove. And then you're kind of like, yeah, you know, listen, I've done. I mean, it was easy. You just point to the car like, yeah, that was easy. That's no brainer. I did all that. No problem. Take all the credit. That's what I do with I Jason. I actually Lund. wiped it clean this time. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you just very like, oh. rare for me to clean the car before a show. You're like, all oh, this driving, I'm going to go get a soda. <laughs> like disappear. And they're like, yeah, I saw your car. You could have cleaned it at least. Like I wasn't there. So you get here at four. Do what you got to do. You're not back on the road till at least six at the soonest. I, well, I mean, it was a quick swap. I mean, I just, we Boogie. literally just, I, I parked the, I parked the vert and jumped in the truck again. Brandon left. His car was at my house. So we just basically flopped. I was in and doing 90 miles an hour straight back. And now you're driving there now on a Friday. Yeah, but Friday wasn't back, bad. Going no, Friday there. back to L- yeah. LA area isn't bad. If you don't want to be caught, you, you were know, seeing the, the oncoming side. Yeah, we, yeah it was much. it was already pretty terrible. Yeah, if yeah. you didn't get on the road by eleven o'clock, you were going to be in bad yeah, shape. Yeah, we didn't have terrible traffic coming in, but by the time I was leaving, it was it was starting to pile up in certain areas. You know, like a baker had a jam in it. Like so, there were several issues going the other way. But for me, I just kept flying back to back to into LA. So, Jared, tell us about your experience on Lonely Island of Good Times. Where, <laughs> how's that going for you? It was good. Uh, <laughs> I had a nice lunch <laughs> by myself, and then I went down to uh, Pierside because I've never ever been there. So yeah. I went and talked to Larry for a while. And yeah, Larry's a good dude. Yeah. You corn dog and son of a... Yeah, that's a, one of his hashtags. That's all, that's all he puts. Yeah, I talked to him for a while, and then um, there was a guy in a 70 gear that pulled up who had Mendiola suspension, uh, nine four a gray one with blue, a type four blue convertible, blue convertible with a type, with it's a got type a type four, four motor in it. Yeah. Type two liter type four. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him for a while and, uh, I think I sorted out his heating issues cause he had the fan inlet for his oil cooler coming out of his engine compartment. So I was like, you have a Porsche fan shroud, 48s, and you're trying to cool your oil cooler with just the vents through your deck lid. I think you're don't have enough air. Yeah. So, um, well, it's funny. You're bringing up cooling and we are having this conversation. I talked to George, right? So the upgrades, the VW upgrades, Cal look upgrades are like, you know, 40, not 40 horse, but late model style doghouse cooler, which moves the cool, removes the cooler out of the way. And then all that stuff. But if you'll notice every car that had a doghouse cooler on, it had like 12 vents on the rear deck lid. Because it required so much more air to pull through. And I think that's, that's one simple thing that a lot of people overlook. And there's always been the debate about, you know, like some of the Calic guys prop the bottom of the deck lid. Some of the guys, everyone's taboo to do the deck lid standoffs, which, listen, I'm a kid of the 90s, 80s and 90s. That's my way. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, I could pull my deck lid off and set it right here on the sidewalk and then somebody can step on it. That's kind of <laughs> the thing. That, that's the kind of way that I roll. But uh, 
Yeah, so cooling is – I was talking with George that today. I said, you know, a lot of people probably run a lot hotter because, like, looking at my rag chop, right, it's got a 40-horse style or a, uh, a late-model style doghouse in there, and it's a sealed-off deck lid, and it's going to draw way more air than, you know, your 36-horse or 40-horse fan that it was designed to have. So Yeah, that Porsche fan pushes a ton more air. That, that, I, I tell you, you don't really realize how much air those things pull – and I, I, I noticed, and what's funny is my, we're going to do a little Corvair talk. The Corvair that I have has that flat, it's got that horizontal fan. The volumetric suck on that thing, I can't even tell you how incredible it is. Like I was kind of rev tuning the motor and it'll like pull any loose garments you have really towards that thing. And the same with, with the Porsche shrouds, you know, like those things, I was leaving a Finley's one night and I had a, an, uh, a shop rag, a red shop rag tucked behind my battery. Oh, yeah. And of course, when you leave Finley, you have to lay down some patch to let everybody know, you know, it's typical stuff you got to do leaving a VW event. Always do burnouts, guys. Always do. Bur- be the one they say, don't be that guy, dude. I mean, you guys can be that. We're older now. We don't do that anymore. But, you know, when we were younger, we always did that. Or we do it sometimes still. Um, but I launched, I'm like, I came out of Finley and I've got the type four in the bull run bus, take a shot. And I was like, Rah! and then her, and I'm like, holy crap. And I thought I blew something up. I sucked that rag in and it went right through the Porsche fan and it vaporized the rag. It vaporized it. Like when I, I had to pull the tin off cause I thought like, oh my gosh, I really broke something. And then I pulled the tin off and there was just red rag fragments. I mean, it Everywhere. annihilated it. So. Well, there was that, um, there's a turbo kit that has the air inlet right in front of the Porsche fan. And I commented a few times on, I could see it moving, being pulled towards the fan. It starts to suck in. So you're actually not getting enough air in the motor because... You're creating a vortex, right? You're because the fan your, is the motor you're starving rear. the motor, so you're gonna you're dynoing it, but you're not getting all the horsepower. And I've, not, seen, I've seen people put a little, a little so shield around. They've it. now, I've noticed they've now put it lower or further away, further to the right. But it's it's interesting how much those fans pull. So you're you're wrapping with this guy with the gear. That, that's a nice little gear. I've got some pictures of it on my Instagram from my DKK when I went to the DKK meet. It's a nice little gear. It's not 100 percent my style, but. I'm not one to critique somebody else's style. I like the fact he did a Type 4. I'm not a convertible guy, but I like the car. It's a good-looking car. I think it's on it's on 17-inch wheels, I think, too. I think if I'm not mistaken. Fuchs or something. Yeah. But uh, So you're talking to that guy. You're hanging out over there. But So did you leave Garden Grove to go over to Pierside? No, this was you took an lunch, Uber so around 1 o'clock. I drove over to yeah, Pierside. Yeah, well, so... so Oh, before, so before. before, okay, so before yeah. you go to Pierce, you go talk to Larry. We're trying to get Larry on the podcast, so if Larry's listening, anybody's buddies of Larry, tell Larry to get that corn dog and son of a you-know-what on this podcast. So, um, But, yeah, I want to talk to that story about, you know, leaving leaving Northern California and coming down there. So you go over there, wrap with the guy in the gear, you head over to, uh, to Garden Headed Grove. Over to Garden Grove. Where would you get to park? I parked right on the road, right on – Main Street at first. In the middle? Did you get close toward the middle or were you last I guy toward the middle, end? I was in the middle, but um, then they kicked me out. So then I had to go in the back of the line. Oh, because you were just like, hey, he was that guy. Oh, these freaking Canadians, man. They just come in everywhere and they park on the wrong side of the street first. And then they, yeah, so you just kind of, you uh, came in from the, from the main, from the Costco side. Yeah. Like, oh, look at all yeah. the parking. <laughs> so I, pull, I pulled up. I was just <laughs> chatting with Shin from Hobby Dubs for a while and, uh, <laughs> they let me they were kicking all the other cars out and not not mentioning not saying anything to me 
until uh, I was the last one. They're like, who are you with? I'm like, Ross Wolf. They're like, well, you can't be here. Get in line. Yeah. And luckily, the line was still a little short. I think it was around 3.30, so. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those things where, it, like, if you don't know, you don't know. And that kind of happened to me last year in the red chop top I kind of rolled up through. Then they saw it was Bill with Let's Talk Dubs, and they were like, get out. <laughs> yeah because i thought like treatment. no hey you know i'm with uh let's talk dubs and then i went so here's a funny story i go back out there's one guy in line it's like one o'clock right one o'clock in the afternoon so i go back over there park behind the one guy in line i park in the line i'm sitting there for a little bit walking around talking to people and then someone's like hey what's going on yeah did you bring a car so yeah i brought the red chop on the original brm so it's like what are you doing sitting in line go get your car i'm like they just kicked me out of here, bro. He's like, go get your car. So then I went and got my car. So after I was shamed, I was then VIP. So that's the shame VIP treatment. You know what I mean? So I, I was slightly redeemed, but then I, I just had a scowl on my face I couldn't remove for the rest of the day after being shamed. But no, it, it's a big turnout, man, for, you know, it's one of those things. And, and I would just love to see the VW scene here get to that point to where, and the difficult thing is, Finley Volkswagen's a great place. They offer an awesome opportunity for us to meet up every month. That's if and if any of you guys are in in Vegas, the first Friday of every month, there's a Finley VW meet now because a lot of people in in the VW world out here are fair weather VW people. And if it's a little hot, they won't be out. Or if it's a little cold, but the diehards will be there. Um, the only the only setback is it's you're committed. It's one side of town to the other, and people get pretty territorial. And it'd be nice to have maybe an off Friday meet in the middle of town, which would really get a lot of people together. But, you know, the, the venue, the restaurants, all that stuff's kind of cool for being downtown. So, um, but yeah, so you roll in, you get in, you get a little parking spot. Yeah, they gave me a great one uh, just in front of a patio running parallel with uh, with Main Street instead of parking beside all the other guys. Nice. It was good. So... You end up parking. What's the feedback on the gear? So you got the, oh, v- there the was gear thumbs display. up all the way driving in there from everybody. It was good. It was really good. He's speaking Canadian, guys. That means everybody liked it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you come in, park the car, get it set up, and I'm, I'm waiting to hear the part where you go. Yeah. So I grabbed a handful of the flyers for Bill's show, and I went to work. Like, <laughs> I didn't quite have them yet. Well, yeah, Vaughn had. Oh yeah, Vaughn. Yet. Vaughn had. Yeah, Vaughn told me he was taking the red eye. Down, and if I'd have known you were coming back on Friday, right? You could have just. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I thought about that after you guys left. Because previously to all this, we did the the Gia transaction, which we'll talk about. Was Zorba the Gia? We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you're there at the event. And at those events, like they would do at the TKP meets, they always kind of pick a couple cars. They'll usually have a little trophy or something like that. And so anything before the end of the event happens, what time they wrap up the event, what time they do all that stuff? Uh, They're wrapping it up at 7. They're doing awards at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So it was a three-hour show. And then what happened? And then um, I saw some guys by the Gia looking for the owner, so I with a trophy in hand nice. so I walked up and it was a uh, best stance. Yeah. Nice. They like the stank on a tangs low, huh? It, it sits well. Yeah. It's, it, sits it, well. it does have a great stance. And what, what's really cool is like, so now it being your car that you bought, but you made it your car, right? I don't think anybody could confuse it with the car that it was before. Right. How does it make you feel to get recognized at that event? Well, I mean, when I showed up, he's already got the award and, uh, what time do you get back? I think I was. Or no I, way. I, no, no. I think I think it was uh, eight. 
It was it's just after flying. eight or so. I, no, I was doing 90. In the big bus. In the in the big, <laughs> in the I mean, truck. listen, he's driving a, you, you took your truck? Yeah, I was I was okay. in the truck. So I was, no trailer? I, I was in the Denali. No trailer. Okay, because I got a $500, $500 ticket in the in my truck that shows you what they'll do. They frown on you being in the carpool lane with a trailer. Yeah. I'm like, bad. I'm pulling two cars. Like, really, bro? <laughs> really? So, yeah. Seems fuel efficient. At right. least. Hey, look, I'm just trying to make, make way. So I found him, you know, I parked uh, in the race to get there, you know, just parked over by the Home Depot. Is it over? Place is cleared out by then? It's, it's still a lot of cars there. I got to right. see a lot of cars. Um, but yeah, it was kind of winding down. Uh, but he's got the trophy and he goes, uh, and he's got two. He's actually got two trophies in his hand. So he goes, uh, he gives me the smaller one, which is the best stance. He goes, you're going to be happiest and most proud of this one. And uh very true uh so super super stoked uh you know the rare vintage air people obviously nice. uh like the car picked it uh, so they gave us best stance on that one nice. and then uh he had another award uh which was best custom best custom yeah. best custom that's pretty that's pretty good feeling right to kind of pull that off and uh and walk with that so how'd you feel when you showed up were you like blown away like holy crap. yeah you know i you know I don't know how things are going to be received. You know, it, you, you never know when you when you show a car what yeah. what's, what's going to happen, and it's definitely not a standard, right? It's it's no. a, it's I, I refer it's to not. it as the pro touring Gia, right? Yep. yep. Um, which is you know, not what you see on that stuff, but it, it was well received. Um, so super happy, and we sat down, had some Mexican food there on on uh, Main Street, a beer, and it was uh, celebrated a little bit. Yep. And then it was time to time to re- get rested for the next day because a you know seven a.m. call. At, so you're trying to go to well. sleep. You're on a high now. You're like, yeah, ah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. And you're like, thanks, Jared, for taking all the thunder. Thanks yeah. for stealing. All. Everyone's like, he's like, yeah, no big deal. Like, man, you're really just easy. Will you take these awards? Like, yeah, no big deal. Just throw it in the seat. No big deal, Jared. Saying so. There was one great inhibitor though to sleep, which was uh, you know we're in a residential neighborhood there in Anaheim and there's a rooster, uh, two of them, uh, from the neighbors who boy, right on cue at about four in the morning. Those, the cock start. <laughs> cock oh <up>. man. <laughs> really? Oh God. In Anaheim? Yes. Were you next to some farm? No. <laughs> These were just organic hippies they next door. They're like, they we're going to have, have a our, mango tree. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're going to have our own chickens. A mango tree and two cocks. Wow. That sucks. So that kept you, that woke you up nice and early, huh? Yeah. We'll yeah, get you man. ready for the day, the events of the day. What were the, so what were the events on Saturday to be had? Saturday was the, uh, Speedwell rally, uh, which started at Wolfrig West in Corona. So we drove that, that was a, yeah, a little bit of a drive. Yeah. That's like an hour away. Yeah. I mean, like, it depends on traffic, but it should be 10 minutes on a map. But it, it's like, it, was, it was early, but it, it took us about a half an hour to drive drive there from Anaheim. So uh, now both of you in the Gia. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I am navigator now. <laughs> nice. Driver, which is good. Nice. <laughs> yep. I'm, uh, I'm shifting, shifting the gears. Uh, and then we show up there, uh, park right in front, uh, and we get to have a little bit of FaceTime with Ray Schubert. Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know. So Ray actually puts that on because Ray does yeah. the Speedwell stuff. Yep. And, and Ray, I talked to Ray. He's going to be coming on the podcast uh, soon. 
So that's a plan, but so Ray Schubert's there. Yeah, the few there. minutes with Ray Schubert is, you know, worth its weight in gold for us. It's, you know, there's some of these guys that we kind of gravitate towards. Obviously, Adam, whenever right. we can get him. Gary Berg. We did we did stop and see Gary. That, that, was, that was the first stop when we made it into right. the yeah. Anaheim Orange. Before the house. Uh, yeah, up there. yeah, before we went to the house, uh, we we uh, saw Gary. But, you know, some of these guys, and and he, Schubert is is incredible with what he's done and what he does with yeah. Mark Merrill's cars. Uh, yeah, he does. He, he gets to work on a lot of super unique engines. You know what I mean? The Denzel motors and a lot of the, uh, the early old Crassa stuff. And then there's, I can't think of the other motor. There's like one other motor that there's a, an early style motor that they work on a lot, but yeah, he's, I mean, Merrill's got some pretty, uh, I was up there at Merrill's place yep. for the, for the deal. And it, he's got, uh, quite a collection and I, I i cornered him too like you need to get on the podcast too well so. some of the stuff that ray we have talked to talked with him about in the past you know some of the speedwell you know they had that supercharger um uh, which you know he was actually building at one point and restoring them for people he doesn't have t- enough time to do it now but i mean he, he was talking about how you got to set up a motor for those things and i actually have one uh, probably need to restore and put on something but uh you know they're they're very cool in terms of a uh, a blower that's quite a bit more powerful than any of the judson stuff that's out there uh and it's certainly a lot more rare uh, yeah i wouldn't mind getting some uh some info on that because we did do i did do a podcast with the uh guru for the um the judson's the judson guru yep. uh frank i think his name is frank fiocchi and uh He's he's the he is the the guru for the Judsons, but I'd like to get some, and that we may go down that path with uh, with Ray on the podcast about those superchargers. So, so we got some FaceTime with him. We got our our plate. Uh, so he does a license plate for everybody. You get to choose your number. We chose number forty six, uh, which was available. So it's a nice purple license plate, but there's nowhere to put it on the gear. They they give you some. Uh, some zip strips to try and uh oh to put on an overrider yeah to good put, luck but there's nothing on a low light that you're really going to attach that well you to. can put it against the the front nose vents yeah you just <laughs> zip tie it to yeah. one of those <laughs> that that seemed a little scary so, so tell me so have you ever done this rally before i don't nope. i've never done this rally but what's the uh so what's the criteria for the rally well it's a it first of all it's just a kick in the pants i mean it, this is this is something you have to do i think it, mm-hmm. it's similar to kind of the fun that we had on the poker run. Sure. That was the first poker run I did with, with your show last year. And that was, you know, that was hilarious. Uh, this is kind of a similar format. So, uh, they start you out. You don't know what the destination is or the route. Uh, so essentially you get a piece of paper that says, here's where you're going. And the, 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 uh, things that you have to do there, uh, which in this case was all, you know, take a picture, do this or that. But, uh, he starts you out on a time. So there was, what was the spacing between, it was a minute spacing between each person. A minute, a minute spacing yeah. between each. I think we were about the seventh or eighth car. How uh, many cars total on it? I'm not I sure. He said 58. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think he said about 58 this year. And those cars were all, they're all same direction, same location? Everybody started at the Wolfsburg West parking lot. But they're all going to the same destinations Yeah, in everybody sequence? had this. Or one minute apart yeah. start. Okay. Everybody has the same, but 
I wasn't quite sure whether it was a race or whether it was. But you so, were ready. You're ready for a race. You're like, wow, yeah, wow. I'm amped. But the page- <laughs> did, you leave, did you leave the parking lot sideways? Like, yes, okay, I did. That's, all right. that's my boy. That's my boy right there. And the page you no get- class or all class or no class, but we're taking class. <laughs> the page you get tells you exactly left, right, uh-huh. straight, right, left. Here's your destination. Take a photo of the car and then. So now when do you finally open your eyes and start looking at the paper after he leaves there in a blind fury like he's getting recorded <laughs> for some historic record? I didn't see anything except the paper and my map on my phone to see like what is the next, you're, how far is the next destination? You're focused. You're earning your keep. Oh, yeah. You're trying not to get left on the side of the road. <laughs> Got it. I navigated the hell out of very, that one. Very small amount of arguing. Uh, I think we did pretty pretty well that that with the whole you know navigation thing missed one turn that was missed it. one turn yeah there's always there's there's always this weird tension that starts to happen during something like that because you don't want to like well i can't let the guy get in front of me because then if that guy gets in front of me then i'm going to be behind him and then you know it always starts to add that little bit of pressure especially when there's things you're figuring out on the fly well where there was two lane roads too i was just passing everybody i'm just bombing out and then finally get behind uh, get behind a bus, um, and it's the the guys that run the Prado. That oh Stan and yeah, 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 yeah. Stephen Stan. Yeah, so uh, basically get stuck behind him and two other cars on you know essentially two lane you know divided road or non divided road, but just just a single lane, right? So we're we're forced to go at their space their pace, right? Um, and so, their vintage bus only, <laughs> yes. like yeah, keep it stock. That's their motto. <laughs> I don't know. They bought they bought a dipstick. Uh, yeah. They bought a dipstick from us. So uh, the uh, the path going up there, we see there's this there's this big biker bar, and we're talking just a massive number of bikes. And I think it was you know we're early in the morning, and the, all there's all these bikers at a at a bar. Strangely. Um, so Jared looks at the paper. He says, "Well, we have to take a picture there on the way back." Uh, but the the roads and everything that they took us on through the canyons and everything it was it was really good scenery. The yeah. roads are you can throw the car back and forth if you can get loose. Yeah, if you get your uh, pastor you know, stop screaming. I, I, <laughs> I'm looking at this stuff, going, "Man, you got trees." Covering the whole, you know, over over top right. as a canopy, just like Vegas. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Just so <laughs> gorgeous scenery to do this stuff, which was a lot of fun. So it's kind of up in the hills a little bit. Yeah, nice. Canyon. Every road said canyon on. Yes, it. every yeah, everything was something canyon. Nice. So, uh, we go. We do some picture stops uh, where you know, basically, I let Jared out at seven eight miles an hour. <laughs> Uh, which is not the 15 that I wouldn't normally you just keep like yelling, tuck and roll, man, <laughs> tuck and roll. We, we're, we're using these, we're using these opportunities to pass people, right? Sure. You know, that's all we're you concerned about. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was a lot of cars with only single passengers. So the driver actually had to get out to get a picture. So we, we had a good opportunity to pass lots of cars. There. Nice. Nice. So how many stops were there total? Uh, what was it? Three stops? Three stops. There was three stops. Uh, once we got, to the biker bar, which was the last stop. Jared goes, it's, it's all open from here. And we had kind of passed just about every, like we, there was only one car in front of us. I knew, which was the guy that, that actually went first in a, in an old convertible, uh, stalker, mm-hmm. stalker convertible. Uh, so, you know, I start really throwing it through these hills. 
I mean, I am, I am flat out uh, through the gears, getting it sideways. You know, just really testing the pro touring uh, ability of this yeah. car. Right, so so much fun. We go barreling past uh, a turn, and I basically kind of uh, lock him up, <laughs> flip it around. You know, chase, get get into the gears, raced. You know, towards the correct spot of the turn, right in the middle really? of the road. Yeah, no, we were we were on it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, for some of it, though, we were uh, following a guy that had a, uh, a Okrasa that was spewing a a lot of oil. So that lubricant brush the, to keep everything green. The Kia, the Kia was covered in oil, like just everything had to be re rewiped out. Like I'm, you didn't see him after that. I say, hey, can I see your shirt real quick and just wipe all this oil off with his shirt? Like, thanks, buddy. Coated in oil, but still fun uh you know when we made it back to uh, it it the the final destination was where everybody has their shops so we're in rothsport uh was it Mike washburn and, metal and washburn metals all those guys there are in the same Dave kind of complex Ken? uh ed ed and dave's, ed and dave's. Uh, garage and uh yeah so they put it on there was a guy cooking brats and and hot dogs and uh, then everybody had kind of open house, which was really cool. So we got to talk to all those guys. And Ross Sports bought some some products from us that he's put stacks and everything on his nice. on his personal motor. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It was a really good end to, uh, to the day, and um, you know that the rally was, and we definitely had big smiles on our faces and got to meet. You know, several new people at the, yeah. when we when we did get to the final destination. So now, fun. And now, a question I have because you started Ross Wolf. What is it like two years ago? Maybe yeah, about two years ago you started Ross Wolf from yep. just an idea and being annoyed buying stuff from people in the VW community and <laughs> yes. wanting to, to see better service delivered to those people. Yes. How has it been now becoming a supplier vendor and then going to some of these events? Whether have you been surprised annoyed how's the process been with getting some brand recognition with ross wolf i think uh i think people see us really positive and, and uh, you know we're seeing some of our product on cars yeah that, that's what the big change is it's not just hey who are you you know we don't know who you do or, or what or what you do or who you are uh you know there's there's evidence that we exist out there, uh, you know, in the wild world. So uh, one there was one kid wearing a Ross Wolf shirt too at the nice. event. So that nice. was that was really neat. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it always was, makes you feel kind of good from putting, you know, you absolutely. put your your heart and soul in it. And and you know, one of the guys I'm going to be getting on the podcast here, Randy Long, before uh, uh, before too long, I'm going to be getting on the podcast. He started Der Speed Shack, and Der Speed Shack yep. kind of opened and closed and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I think it's going to be interesting to have that conversation with him because I think all of us, you know, you're, you're a business owner. Yep. I'm a business owner and we're not talking about Ross Wolf, but before Ross Wolf, you owned your own business. Yes. And so you're, you're used to that, you know, being committed to be everything from the janitor to the CEO and, and what it takes to run a business. And then when you put it through the per, the prism of like, you've run your own business and then you're involved in commerce in a hobby. And then you're like, really? Like, this is the best we have, which kind of, besides everybody, I think everybody that's in the hobby has an idea like, oh, you know, I should make this or I should do that or sure. I, you know, but taking that step into doing that, has it been like, 
did you see yourself where you're at today or did you see yourself further or are you about on track to where you where where Ross Wolf you'd like to see Ross Wolf be? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, Jared might. I, I, we might have very, very different perspectives about that. I, you know, we haven't we haven't had that specific conversation. And from from my side of it, um, I don't really have. Uh, I, I'm not in an expectation world. This is a lot of fun, and uh, well, that's kind of different too because you're not doing it for the money. Right. We're I'm, we're doing it for ourselves. I mean, in, in the end, it's like if we think it's cool, then that's what we roll with. It is, it is very gratifying when other people, um, you know, share that same, that same feeling about the the products we're putting out there. So, I mean, do we want more sales? Sure. That's, I mean, that's the way it goes, but you know, everything happens in the right timing and, and when, when you're ready, um, to, to really hit it, you know, then, then you can go after it. I think we've done really well. We've expanded our product line. Uh, we've made, made some mistakes. Uh, we've, you know, hit some nails on the head and really, you know, really kind of done better on a few things than we thought we would. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, my expectation is, uh, is to just, you know, keep doing stuff that we think is, is cool. And, you know, that, that's it. So my expectation is, is fairly low. Eventually, you know, once we get going, you know, there will probably be a money expectation to it because there always there sure. always Sure. Well, listen, it can't run on love and hugs. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're a little bit hippie, but you're not that much hippie. You know, I mean, the reality is at some point it's got to start re- returning. It. There's got to be a return on investment to perpetuate more product line, more this, sure. more that. And that's why I tell my people in my business, like, hey, guys, just so you know, money's like oxygen here. When we're out of it, we can't breathe. Yeah. And we die. So just FYI, I know you guys think it's all about the money, but guess yeah. what? Money is how we pay our car bills, fill our gas tanks, and do that kind sure. of stuff. But you want people. I think the, the key, you know, my perspective from being a business owner is I really want, I, I try to share as much as I can about the business health with my people and then give them real insight. I, mean, I was sitting with my girl at the office the other day, and, and she saw the bill for general liability insurance, and she about flipped out when sure. it was more than four months of her house payments and stuff sure. like that. And I just said, like, yeah, that's what it costs. And if you do the math and we do X amount in sales, it takes X amount in sales for this to be zero and we made no money. We just <laughs> did all that work to pay this bill. So it's it's interesting. But, you know, in, in the VW, you know, it's funny because in the parts world, right, like you could make one thing, even if you made the best thing, which I can't even think of what it's been. I'm trying to think the most revolutionary change in the VW. Locking dipstick. The locking dipstick. <laughs> yes. My personal favorite. Yes. But I mean, like, when you're when you're looking at, like, if there's been one thing in the VW scene, one part that's been made over the past 20 years that you can think of that was like, oh, that part changed everything. There have been things like narrowing beams and stuff like that that changed a lot, which I'm still trying to get to the history of, like, when the first one was narrowed because I'm starting to see it a lot earlier than I thought it was involved you know when i'm when i'm putting drop spindles on a car back in 91 i'm thinking narrowed beams didn't exist and i go back to 88 and i see people narrowing beams matter of fact chris addington narrowed his beam on on rod buster before it was rod buster you know there's a lot of things like that so trying to get some of that history but i can't think of one thing and even if you did let's say you just created the one widget that everybody needed for a volkswagen it's still not going to be to the point where it's revolutionary in it like oh yeah you know, that guy see that guy right there? nobody's retiring yeah that no. dude invented the deck lid standoff yeah it's game over because and also i think what happens in this industry 
if you can't patent it, it just gets copied. Well, and that's the that's the part I talk about. In this industry, there's this real, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is doing drop signals. Oh, yeah, so-and-so started doing them last week. And then that guy's doing them, too. And then this guy's doing them. So it's like one guy gets an idea, and then everybody starts just knocking it off. Like, like you started to see now the guys, the suspension guys out in Brazil that yeah. make the A-arm suspensions for the buses and stuff like that. People are uh, – What's that? Oh, you have the card on it right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ilmore, yeah. Their uh, people are buying their stuff and then bringing them here and copying them, and you know whatever. And and it's it's always interesting that you know in this world, I don't think there's one product that could retire anybody. I don't care how successful it would be. Right. And I also think that you know that's the crazy part. The VWC. There's so many facets to the enthusiast, right? From stock to vintage to thing to, and every cat, every car is a different type of person. Like the thing people are different type three people. Like, and then you get the hybrids, like guys like us that have a multitude of different <laughs> stuff in collections. We're not really accepted in any of the groups because they see us as like, oh, well, you're not, you're not really a type three guy. Cause you've got one of these also, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think there's one part you can do or one thing you can make, but I think there's always improvements to what's available on the market, you know, and there's so many things where things start out as a good idea. And then by the time it gets watered down, somebody put their heart and soul building something, it gets ripped off by everybody else and they just give up. And then all you have is the bad copy everywhere, you know? Well, I mean, that's a lot of what's, I mean, we talked about that before, but that's a lot of what's out there is just bad copies. You know, you, yeah. you see that, you just don't know where they actually started from in terms of what, what they were making it for. Yeah, even, I, right? I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't even know that Tiger did the original turbo tuck that went up under the fender that everybody copied from him, but yeah. he did the original turbo tuck, like the a tuck up in the fender exhaust system, which, you know, like he was building that, you know, and I've been to his shop and it's like, you're talking like he makes every header that's there. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a bit of a process. And so, um, it, it it's it's unique. Um, I know that the the product line you guys are working on is is pretty good. And I want to get into that in a little bit, but let's wrap up the weekend. So yeah. so you guys wrap up the Treffen. So, yeah, we get well we or wrap, not Treffen. I'm sorry. Wrap up the rally. The rally. And then uh, anything going on Saturday night? Well, we got to set up. Um, so from three to six, uh, we can actually get the car in and get our booth set up. Do everything so we don't have to do it in the morning. Right. Uh, so we we head over to the Phoenix Club. Um, get everything set up get the car sorted out i wipe off some of the oil <laughs> from, nice. the, from and the then, day and then we got to go check out some of the cars which we rarely do get to do at car shows but yeah behind a the, table all day that's the thing so. you know like when i started the podcast like well i got to go out and promote the podcast and it's crazy because i don't even know why i'm promoting it because it's not like i'm making a living from it but i go and promote the podcast just so people so i'm in a location people want to buy a shirt they can buy a shirt look, I already spent a thousand bucks to drive here. Like you're going to buy six shirts. It doesn't, but I'm just doing it for like, I'm doing it for the hobby. You know what I mean? Like I do it cause I love it. And you can get some content usually. Yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite is really doing the live podcast at sure. the events because yeah, yeah. you know you get people walk up and I had shirtless dude that does the, uh, <laughs> that was unique. You know, like if I have video of that, that I need to release, but he my he man, bought, he bought I, some screens from us. Right, I can't right before, right before he went to your, your right before he peeled off his yeah, shirt, oiled yeah. up and we did a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I've got video. I think I have video of he and I having a podcast, but it's, uh, 
you know, I, I love the hobby so much. And sometimes I really get bummed out when I go to a show and I feel like I never got to see the show, you know, so that's a nice advantage. You guys get to go kind of take a sneak preview, especially at Treffin, right? Because Treffin's got some crazy rare stuff. And we got to meet Mark Merrill. Yeah. Spent some time with us. Yeah. Mark's a Mark. Mark's definitely a, a knowledgeable guy that's really into the hobby, you know? Yeah. We were checking out his wagon and uh, he came over and started showing us every piece of it and how everything worked and how Hans had to open the <laughs> deck lid and drop the, drop the <laughs> propeller and Hans had to pull start it and do everything. It was, it was good. So did you, you enjoyed getting a chat with him for a little bit and, it, and it's like, when you go to his open house, he's so busy. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. You know, just being around there, you don't get to get any FaceTime with him. So, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty. Um, I would have loved to go this weekend with you guys, but it was my son's birthday. Yeah. We were celebrating, so unfortunately, I got. I was like, "Son, for your birthday, do you really want to go to the Treffen?" He's like, <laughs> he was like, "The what, Dad?" And I'm like, "Never mind. <laughs> Never mind, son." Yeah. So. Uh, you get to go to Treffen. What's the coolest thing you saw at the Treffen? Anything mind-boggling? Anything like, holy crap, that thing is so nice. Well, I, I think for me, the, the same car that everybody's been kind of going crazy for is that turbo uh, compound built, the split. The was, split. was pretty, pretty sick. You know, it's funny. Pip, Pip's always sneaking stuff out where you're like, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? Another split, another split like this, this, and this. But... He always seems to do a little something different just to keep it interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that car was really cool. Would not sure. Uh, I didn't get to see very many of the buses, so I went uh, to go look at a compound built on Instagram, and I put <laughs> complex compound exercises. <laughs> Clearly, not something I subscribe to. So, you saw the split, and then any any but any cool buses. There were they were everywhere. <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. It's a bit mind-boggling. Like everything yeah. there was was even the one the double door with the firewood stacked up. Oh, that fully, was so cool. Fully stacked up with firewood inside. Yeah, uh, it was about just a <laughs> chainsaw out front and yeah. just a the display was incredible. Display. <laughs> really, total lumberjack display. It was great. You weren't like, uh, yawn, like, I've listened, that's the 14th split one that I've seen all, or barn door I've seen all day. Can you guys come up with something fresh? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of... There was the two Schwimmwagens, and then, uh, you know, they had the the military vehicles in there. There's uh, two Kubels and uh, two really, really early Beetles, uh, you know, with the war headlights and everything, little slit war headlights. Um, so... Those were those were really cool. Uh, one of those got pushed out, I believe, and didn't drive. But uh, uh, still, very cool to see something. Yeah. Old. Uh, but I, you know, just overall the cars that were that we saw, you know, all of them seemed to be a bit mind-boggling. And even right next to us was this really cool low-light uh, convertible that was just original. Everything, everything original, and it was it was black and and really really pretty neat the guy told us a story of how he bought it you know an old lady had it uh her father gave it to her it even had her name plate on it and uh when, really? he, when he backed it out of the when he backed it out of the the driveway the name plate fell off and she's like oh well that's an omen <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so it was cool uh and then the guy said that he 
he picked that up in Northern Cal, and then he was driving back, and he knew where a, a 59 coupe was. Yeah. Or a 59... Uh, another little idea mm-hmm. and he actually bought that too on the same on essentially the same trip so oh, wow. uh, within within a day of each other he, he got matching uh matching 59s nice yeah that's uh i mean it's it's a sickness you know i think i think we speak <laughs> for experience where it's like you know you get you get into these things where like you, you get one and then you and then you're like oh i can find another one i'll i'll grab i can get this one and you know like why well, I, I should have one of two and your wife's like why and you're like well, because I need one, and the other one goes with it. Yeah. Well, how many can you drive at a time? That's the that's the most annoying question. It's like dish sets. You yeah. Know, like. How many can you drive at a time? Like, what do you mean? How many can I drive at a time? That's you know the answer. Don't Get, play don't play these Jedi mind games with me. You know the answer to that question. But it's just one of those things where it's like you really uh, you really look forward to like if you can pair up a set, you know, like here at the garage right now because. You know, I've got Future Shock, the notch up there, and then I've got Rag Chop in here, and it's like got this cool, like, 80s vibe going on in here. You know, sometimes I get a silver suit with a red V on the front, and I just robot dance in the garage by myself with some Terminator glasses on. But it's uh, certain things go together like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? So if you got a 59 and you go pick up a 59 gear, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. You know, so... Um, after that, you got how? How were you received? How would you get? How did Ross Wolf get received at the Treffen? I think it was outstanding. I think we was met, it. We, yeah, we met all kinds of great people. Um, got to meet Lizard. That was cool. Yeah, uh, had met him before. He came over, checked everything out. Uh, the Volks Gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came over, bought a lot of stuff. It might be uh, some relationship that we have with him uh, moving forward. Uh, and then he's got he's got some Bob Cook cars as well, right? So he's got that that double cab, which was which was there at the show. Uh, ceiling wax red double cab, and then he had he had his twenty three window. I think he had a he had a beetle there as well. Um, so it was really cool meeting them, talking to those guys, and then long talk with the guy from Footwell, Fab. Oh, foot yeah, yeah, yeah. Foothill, Foothill Fab. Fab. Oh, yeah. Aaron. No, not no, Aaron. The, the guy. Oh, uh, why can't I think of his name? The guy with the brown on brown flamed beetle that I'm in love with. Yeah, it's I, I thought it was it's brown, I thought it was green. It has like purple flames on it? No, it's brown flames with like a goldy brown base color. I gotta look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I know who you're talking I know I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know yeah. why I'm at a loss for uh because I'm over here searching stuff on the internet while you guys are talking. So, but we we sold you know a lot of product, uh, did really well. Um, things were well received. We sold out of our uh, shift couplers, uh, the early shift couplers. They there nice. was a there was a spot where it just it was it was like a machine gun going off. Guys like oh shift coupler and it was just guys like, yep 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 they couldn't get their money out fast enough. And, they and what do you sell in the shift coupler for? Uh, Thirty five bucks. And what is a stock shift? Co- what is the high performance urethane shift coupler sell for? <laughs> I don't know. Probably twelve bucks. So, the fact that people won't pay is not a true statement. No, I mean they can see that it's a quality piece, and it was funny because there was some, there was some. Uh... Yeah, Scott, that's Scott's book. I don't know why I'm colorblind, bro. Is it brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's brown, bro. I'm colorblind. Come on, stop it. You can't <laughs> ask me. Yeah, maybe it's like that because it's it's emulated after a hot rod, because all those guys worked at a hot rod hot shop. Rod if you listen yeah. to Aaron so Broughton yes, podcast, so you know the, the, those guys are all from SoCal Speed Shop days. But Scott's got uh, Scott's got a pretty pretty rad car there. So he had it out. 
No, no, we were just talking about it and then talking about all the other builds and stuff that they were doing. It was kind of yeah, neat to talk about. I know he's been... Talk uh, shop with a shop guy. I know he's been uh, dragging to get the thing out. Uh, he's been working on getting it, quote unquote, back on the road. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm looking uh, looking forward to, to getting back out there the next event. Well, the next event's going to be my event. Well, the next event's AutoFest this weekend. But uh, you guys going to be at AutoFest this weekend? I think we're going to walk around. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking forward to be set up over there. So I'll be over there set up and hanging. And then uh so you so you wrapped so we're gonna, we're we're not done yet. So you wrapped up with the Traffin. Traffin was pretty well exposed pretty yeah. well received. Yep. Didn't get a bunch of stock snobs come by like oh, poo poo. No, just the opposite. And then uh one of the funny things too was uh when we were leaving here, we stole a lot of type three distributor clamps uh it's been it's been a really you know good product just probably because it's unique right mm-hmm. um and uh we looked at each other and jerry goes there's not gonna be any type three guys here this is a type three show so right just, 50, I, I thought it was vintage it's vintage, fi- vintage no, it's stock, 59 stock, it's 59 right. and earlier it is but uh you know first i think it, it wasn't the first guy but it was you know in the first wave of people, this guy, you know, we still had the the clamps kind of sitting out there for display. And guys go, oh, this is a Type 3 clamp? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to buy that. I'm like, I didn't bring any. <laughs> oh, really? You're thinking like, why waste, the, why waste the fuel hauling those heavy Type 3 aluminum clamps right. down? And then the request for Type 3 clamps. Yes. Oh, it did started to come. Yes. They, they kept coming. So really? I actually uh, sent a few of those out direct to guys. Nice. That was cool. So received pretty well. Everything went good. Uh, nothing super exciting. Go ahead. I see something something exciting happened. Well, you guys get into a battle. We, we got battle a trophy. On the street. Yes, there was another we trophy. We got another involved. trophy. At the Treffen? Yes. Well, technically for the rally. Best so. vendor? Most, oh, <laughs> go ahead. So you, at, Best at the, looking. At the rally, uh, you got... Uh, you got a trophy at the rally. Yeah, huh? so we uh, we basically got the the best rally car trophy, uh, which was a handmade trophy by Ray, nice. uh, handpicked by Ray as our car. So that was really really cool. So yeah, one of the first awards that that came out at at Treffen when they were doing the uh, announcements was uh, was that and and really super meaningful to get that from Ray. It was it was really so awesome. it was a huge weekend for you, man. Yes, like just all this sure. all this kind of. Uh, Hey, I'm not that big of an idiot. Like people kind of like what I do because (laughs) as much as we build our cars for ourselves, we think like I have a vision that I really like and it'd be cool if other people, like I'm not doing it for other people, but it'd be cool if other people thought it was cool too. Then it kind of, it's a little bit of an affirmation like, oh yeah, yeah, your stuff is pretty cool. You know, it's a good feeling, man, when that stuff happens, especially, especially you guys being from the pack Northwest and then you from another country <laughs> but i mean listen we're gonna let that slide right now we're working but, on uh, it we're yeah, working yeah, on listen it. any single girl down there need to get it. listen yeah, <laughs> we're my, working my on boy it. needs some papers you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's do the right thing i mean look at i'll give you three grand three grand and he cooks he doesn't take up much space he does he can fit in a gear you know so it's yeah, it's not much difference now because you know we're we came down from Montana, right. so you know because I I moved up there and and uh, you know he's still you know kind of cooking and doing that stuff in the morning. He's like you you want you want an egg sandwich? You know, yeah, well hell yeah, I want an egg right. sandwich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so you're you're not far off with you. Know, nice. he, I mean, he keeps a he pretty cooks, good house. he cleans yeah. man, he keeps I, a pretty clean house. I'll, I'll eat I'll eat from him any day. He's he's uh, he's a good cook. 
And uh, how are you liking your stay here in the in the uh, U.S. there, Jared? It's hot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all you have to say? What about I'm not freedom? Made, I'm not what made about for freedom? I'm not made for this weather. What about being able to go outside and not get arrested? You know what I mean? Isn't that what they're doing in Canada right now? I'm pretty Freed, sure. Freedom ain't free. Listen. Buck 05. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it costs 105 degrees is what it costs you. Yeah. Right. yeah. And the AC is broken in the shop right now. Well, so listen. I, was like, yeah, I went by there and you guys were sweating like sweat hogs over there. Like, this is out of control. Somebody pay a bill around here, I said. But so you're now coming down here. So now you're staying here in Vegas. Now you're ultimately, now just out of curiosity, because I'm sure almost no one wants to know except for me, but uh, what's the, pro- let's say you want to move to the States. Let's say you want to move to the States and follow some sort of legal format. Yeah. What does it really in- entail for you? Is it an ordeal? Yes. So it's like time, like how much time would it take? Like if you follow the process and do everything like that, what's the typical timeline? Three to five years. So three to five years after you submit an application. Yeah. Now I talked to a friend that was talking, thinking about moving to Canada. They were crazy anyway. Um, but they said to move to Canada, you have to have a, a job when you go there, yeah. B a minimum of $10,000 in the bank. And then an entire plan of who you're going to live with. Who's your sponsor, like all kind of stuff. Same thing here. I think they do a lot of the same things. Yeah, it's pretty the same. We we've got to get down that road at some point. Because yeah. <laughs> even right now, I mean, I'm do, I'm doing a job for a guy that's uh, that's in Canada, and he's like, you know, he builds he did involved with high rises there, and I'm remodeling a high rise for him here, and he's like, I got to bring my countertops down. I'm like, bro, you're not saving that much money. You know what I mean? Like, by the time you calc the gas from BC, Vancouver, BC is where he's at. Yeah. By the time you calc the gas of a truck and trailer hauling. 2,000 pounds of granite, unless he's getting it literally for free, even after he gets it for free, he's paying about 70% of probably what it would actually cost. But he can't get across because they won't let anybody come across driving. He can fly here all he wants. He can't drive across the border, which doesn't make any sense to me, like (laughs) that you can fly over, but you can't drive. But I don't know, man. Go go figure. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully they'll get it all straightened out here in the next little bit. But uh, I hope so. I want to drive some stuff down. Yeah. So so you're down here uh, looking for ladies. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. So um, yeah. Any, any ladies out there looking for a Canuck? Well, he's got. He doesn't have a bad spread to stay in right now. So like at least for the next couple of months, you'd be living like a queen. After that, could be a, could, be, could be the queen of the trailer park. But listen, whatever. It is what it is. Right. Love. There's no cost for love. Right. So. Thanks, so Thanks. what I want to touch bases on, we talked about like with you buying the Gia and getting stuff that's kind of painted and already done. Yeah. We're going to talk about Zorba <laughs> the Gia, right? So nice. I've been telling everybody, you know, I've been, I've, I bought a Gia about a, t- about two years ago. I went up to Kalispell, Montana, bought a Gia because I needed to get another Gia. And after I sold mine, everybody raised their prices, jerks. And uh, I go up there, get that car. And then this car, part of the challenge when you get a car that's, that needs that much work. And what I mean by that much work, like a full paint job and it's like, okay, well you can't spend 1500 on a paint job. Right. Cause it's not it, like, you can't even pull that off anymore. And then when the car needs some metal work and it's a type 34 gear and you know, it's one thing if it's a bug and, but even still a Volkswagen is like, you take it to get body work, stuff like that. You got to find the right guy that does it right. Just like upholstery, right? You take the Absolutely. wrong seats. Next thing you're sitting on a lazy boy and you're like, what in the world is this seat? Cause you go like, you see the, you see the way they, they stitch them down. Like the, like Pip's guy down there does them and Lenny and those guys do them. They're like tight as a drum. 
not overstuffed. And then every time we go here, they're like, no, I put extra padding for you, man. You like that. That's like, you're like extra padding. Like I didn't ask for extra. No, I was real comfy. Like, okay. All right. And that was my uh, accent of uh, the guy from Zirkistan. So a lot of Zirkistanians doing upholstery out here in Vegas. So anyway, stereotype. I didn't make it up. It just exists. So, you know, getting one of these cars it's like there so the first thing i did when i bought it i did the i did the hardest part right i just went online and ordered every part they make for that car and i was like oh, okay I'll t- like all the rubber and the replaceables right the the quarter pan quarter and all this stuff and thought all right bro i'm gonna kick this off and since i bought that car there's just been this series of bull crap that's popped up in my life i don't even know where it comes from like somehow I bought a limo bug right bought a limo bug then i bought the rag chop then i bought all these things had the square back and then but you bought those things after you agreed to buy yeah Zorba. I mean, well like, yeah. it's been sitting in my it, garage it was, it was. agreement <laughs> for a long time it was it was it was actually <laughs> because i thought and so what i'm talking about here is the level up game right like there's always buying the car right so you always start like oh there's a great deal on this blah 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 61 convertible whatever it is right you go get it, you're like, oh man, this is it was great. It was a good deal, but crap, it needs everything, and everything in this world. And if you haven't accepted this yet, you really need to take think long and hard about it. Everything is time and money. You either put the time in it, or you have the money to do it. And when you don't have time, you need to have the money. And so when you're looking at that, you're looking on the barrel of that gun. It's like, all right, well, you know, and anybody that's built a car has gone through all the heartache. So. When Jason called me, what, about a year and a half ago, and you're like, hey, dude, I'm going to be selling some cars. And I was at his house and jokingly said, I didn't even know he had a Type 34. I had a Type 34 sitting there under the rack. And I'm like, well, that's not that's not true. Well, no, no. What well, I'm saying is until I went to your house, that's when I saw you had a Type no, 34. No, the first, the first time that you saw that was the, the, the car that I should have bought, which was with your My Gia. That's your right. Gear. I you came over. over. You brought right. it over. I wanted to buy your Gia. And... Uh, you threw out a big number and kind of a low number on what you're gonna, you know, we were kind of do, gonna do a trade. You were gonna take my my blue Gia, and then I was gonna take that. And I wanted the deal. And I've also, I've thought about that deal a few times over the years. Like you know, we should have kind of come and hammered that out because it would have been what each of us wanted. Yeah, and, and that end, and that right? car, even if the guy who paid what he paid for it when he sold it, and I sold it for seventy. The guy that paid seventy bought a hundred thousand dollar car for seventy grand. You got thirty thousand dollars off, and then after the six thousand dollar tune up that I did, which is like I took it to Adam's place, we found out I squared a piston, and then I'm over there talking. You know, you know those fight those EFI guys. Dino Dave was over there, and he's one of those gabbers. He's like, yeah, I don't know why you're using this SDS system. It's just pretty much garbage. You know, you need to do this, 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 and this, and you know, you should just get a uh, you get a Motec on here. It fixes everything. So then I just did a Motec, and the Motec was like, you know, it's like four grand just yeah. right there. Four grand for the Motec, but now that that gear push the button and it just it's fires. You know what I mean? Like no choking, no sputtering, no anything. And I mean that car. There was a there was a lot done to that car, and uh, I don't know why. Like I don't know, but you know, I was a little listen. scared when I when I drove it. It was just there was there was a few things. I was like, ah, do I really want to get into this? And that the fuel injection thing kind of. It scared me a little bit. You know, I was like, God, it, I'm going to have to learn a whole bunch of new things on this. That, you know, and I was just 
re-entering at that point right, right. i was just re-entering volkswagens again right and and, and it's just, a big ticket car and you're thinking right. like ah you know what and then realizing that oh yeah that yeah car, i kind of missed out on it changed the market them. a little bit because as soon as i sold it that's what happens when one car goes for a big number everybody's like well funny stories i recently got a call from a guy he's like hey man uh i heard you want to buy a type 34 gear i'm like yeah sure what is it so the guy sends me a picture of one and this thing is it needs a lot of work and the guy's like and, and I looked at it, and I discussed it with the Council of Type 34 Gia people, and we agreed that a running, driving Type 34 in needs-everything condition, like needs a full resto, which is 85 to 90% of them. I said a running, driving, like paint's not per – like it's a on a, on a five-scale to two car. Like it's just right, a yeah. – like it's a running beater. It's a 10 grand car, 10 grand. Guy sends me a thing, and I look at it. I'm like, yeah, it's a 10 grand. It's hard to get a 10 grand car, but it's a 10 grand car, right? Guy says, oh, it's $18,000. And I said, oh, how, how much rust does it have? And he goes, it needs everything, man. Maybe you don't know these cars. This is what they sell for. And I just said, okay, no problem, buddy. <laughs> I look at the picture, and I thought, because for a second, there was this glimmer of hope in my Like, this one's running and driving. Then I saw the pictures, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. And this was... I think right after right after you and I hammered out a deal on right. your on your gear right. that you bought, and, and so your gear. Someone called me on the gear that I just got on Zorba the gear, which she shall be known from this point forward. At, well, he as Zorba the gear. Wait, you don't even know, bro. I'm not even kidding. Wait to see what I do with the interior. You wait now. <laughs> Yeah, love it or hate it, but you're gonna do one of the two. You're on one of those coins. I, I, I see a big blue plus sign. So, I see. So, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm keeping it low key until the car's uh, out on the streets. But uh, I, you know, he calls me up. We talk about a deal on the car, and I'm thinking like, that's the move for me because if I get that car, it's got the assembly portion needs to be done. It does need some repaint, some paint fix, and some stuff like that. But with the color being the color it is it can be matched. Like it can be matched and spotted if I needed it. Yep. And I thought that's such a shorter hill to climb than yep. like, oh, yeah. I like the other gear is like me at a body shop fighting with someone in, in a little bit of time. And I've had one car abducted in a body shop and I'm still reeling about it a little bit, but that car is still coming out one day or another. It's, it's, it's all there just needs to be, you know, little pieces and parts done. So, you know, the moral to the story is like when you get a chance and especially in the type 34 world, when you get a chance to level up, you level up. Cause if today someone said, Hey man, I got one for 25,000 and it's three clicks above that one. I might be like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Because they're always money in the bank. Like they're always like, you can always sell them. There's always somebody looking problem with the one that, that the guy called me about is he was trying to flip it. I'm not saying I killed his deal, but I killed his deal <laughs> because what upsets me in the hobby is when people like he wasn't trying to flip it for a thousand. He was trying to double his money. And to me, it's upsetting because I just heard about one that got sold recently to a guy that just picked one up. And I thought and I, I was talking to a third party person. I said, oh, do you see that car? So and so guy I said, yeah, somebody bought it and then added X amount of dollars to it and sold it to that guy. And I just thought like so annoying because that's the stuff that makes the hobby not so fun when things that should be affordable and you know the type 34 gear it's it's a rare volkswagen people are trying to really get get you know the idea of it but you shouldn't get hosed on stuff like that i mean i don't i have no problem with somebody making a little bit of money on something you know their time or whatever but you're if you're just trying to flip it then you're no different than a used car salesman now if you're 
if you got a good buy, like I don't care what you bought it for. If you're overcharging for it, that's that's where I got an issue for, with it. So, you know, that car was worth, he was asking about half of what, he was asking double what he was trying to buy it for to sell it to me, like not even touch the car and double his money. And uh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty interested about that. But, you know, luckily I was doing some search on the internet and I stumbled across the actual owner of the car because this guy didn't even own the car. Oh boy. <laughs> that was the mind boggling. Like that's the part where I said, now, bro, I'm running this deal. I don't even oh, care. Because wow. the guy didn't even own the car and then was trying to sell it to me and then was trying to middleman a car he didn't that, even buy that, yet. That, that's money in the bank right there. That's big time money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so either way, I a friend of mine was has one. It needs a lot of work. This one's running and driving. So I connected him and hopefully he works it out. I'm pretty sure he hammered out a deal. But I'm stoked to get Zorba because it's like – I have enough time to sit and do the windows. I have enough time to do the interior. Um, I'm on a fast track project with it because it's not going to be a show car. It's going to be right. a nice driver because right. my other gear was too much of a nice show car. It's like going to the car show. Oh yeah. I scratched up the gas tank and all this stuff when I put my chair under the hood, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, not that I take a chair to a car show, you know what I mean? But if I did, that's what I would do because the gas tank is, po- you know, with these show cars, they get polished so nice. You yeah. see everything. And so that was, uh, that was kind of one of the things that, that, that I wanted was to have one that I could drive, enjoy. So the plan with this car is, uh, I'm going tomorrow morning to California and I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go see Russ dropping off my front uh, trailing arms, narrow the front trailing arms uh, for the front beam. And then he's going to do lowered spindles for it for me. And then I'm going to have Russ do one of his stroker single ports. So a 1955cc single port. So what carbs are you going to run on that? The, the stock carbs. I know a guy that's got some really, really nice rebuilt stock carbs for Oh, really? Three. <laughs> yeah. I might talk to him. Because <laughs> I'm going I'm to have Russ look at the ones in there. I just ordered yesterday because I'm talking to my my boy Critter, uh, you know, Type 3 Army boy, and uh, the general, the Type 3 general. And he ends up letting me know because we start talk, talk, talking game plan. So I'm thinking, okay, what's a fast swing? I'm not, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag as far as wheels go because, yeah, all I can say is, opa, when you guys see these wheels, you're going to be like, opa, you're going to break dishes on the ground. I'll have dishes to, th- to throw and smash on the ground when you see the car. But I thought easy, like try to fix it up because there's no, there's not a lot of front track in that car. So narrow in the front, dropping the spindles. I got to go short axle trans in the back. And then I wanted to find a trans real quick. I talked to John with RC trans today here in Vegas. I'm going to drop that trans, take it over to him. He's going to freeway flyer the thing. I figured... You know, the other gear was so stinking complicated, man. Like, when you start getting that deep in a car with EFI, crank trigger ignition, all stuff, as much as I love it, yeah, it's also one of those things where it's like, I was thinking about that in the Mexican Beetle that I own. I'm thinking, what if I'm driving and things just breaks down? Like, who's got like, no, no, no. You go to auto parts, like, what year is the car? And I'm like, just stop. Just stop. Like, <laughs> stop there. Like, what year? Uh, what year? 2003 Beetle doesn't show anything. Like, uh, is it 1.8 or the 2-liter turbo? I'm like, neither. It's air-cooled. Like, uh, we don't have that. So I, I was thinking that the other day driving the Beetle. I thought, what if this thing breaks down? Like, who knows? Like, now I got to get all f- sophisticated with the fuel factory EFI and the, the trouble. It, it, I, I don't think it's that complicated, but still, it's just one of those things where – need to have spare parts and all that stuff. So my philosophy behind Zorba is like 
Keep it simple. Keep it low key. If you open the deck, it looks essentially stock, but it's two liter bottom end, but it breathes a little better than a single carb. It's a nice torquey motor, freeway flyer. And then, you know, just a nice driver, just something that's got some style. And my whole point, one of my points with the car is like, you don't got to spend a million bucks. You just got to do something like on your Ghia that just has a look. And when you see that Ghia, you know it's that car. You know what I mean? And yep. so wheels and stance are gigantic. You know, so I'm... Big part of the picture. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to do that with this Ghia and then, you know, just have... I mean, it seems really odd and, and I wish my buddy Jimbo, my old off-road racing buddy, because he has <laughs> cheater single port heads, which are 40 by 35 five-valve single port heads <laughs> that they used to use in off-road days, you know. Sure. But uh, I would love to... Uh, I'd love to... Uh, to get us to those, but I, I didn't want to go down that road. I just want, I, I'm just thinking like built. I mean, if I get a bone stock type four that somebody could rebuild for me and, and just bolt that dude in there, I would do that. You know what I mean? But this is going to be so quick and easy. That's, that's my whole plan. Like do quick and easy, get it together. Don't overcomplicate it. And I think the harness in that car is new too, right? Yeah. New. It is. It's got some bad ends on it that need yeah, to be yeah. redone, but yeah, it's, it's a close it's a enough, harness, close yeah. enough for the girls I date, you know? Yep. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to get going on that project. So thanks to uh, Ross Wolf, I get to uh, dip into the to the Gia world again. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's uh, I'm stoked, man. And, and you know, the other car I had's Golf Blue. I didn't realize how much I love Sea Blue. Yeah, <laughs> until I see it in my garage, and I thought I like this. I like it. It's a little darker because the the light is like is is too pastel to have an aggressive look to it. Yep. And this car's got just enough aggressive look. So. We'll see, well, it man. Clears room for his Jared's fifty four. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, and his fifty nine single cab. So, so where's your fifty nine single cab in Canada? Yeah, it's up in Canada. Is a is it a Canadian truck? Yes. Is there what's the difference between Canadian trucks and U.S. trucks? Not much, or is there any difference? Um, it came with there was one code I believe it was for um, extra air filter, bigger air filter code that was about it really really different m code yeah there filter but other than that I mean, so where'd you get this one? Oh, and it had a um sorry it had a frost plug not frost plug but a you plug it in really a warmer a block warmer block warmer yeah had a block warmer really yeah and like that's obviously a, a vw option so is it like a is it like an oven plate like a hot plate that bolts to the bottom of the engine yeah it was to the. Um, you guys can tell Jared's really dug deep into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Where is that seen, motor? I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it um it go went to the um, the oil, oil sump plate. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of bolts to that and it warms. I think I've seen it on the rarest of the rare accessories. So do you, yeah. did it still have all that? No. So where did you buy it this car? I bought it. Um, I found it in Burnaby, um, in front of some shop beside. So I bought it and a '62 Beetle that a chimney fell on and crushed the roof of. So I got both of them for 500 bucks. And How long ago? This was 22 years ago. Oh, I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. 2022? <laughs> Man, that's a deal. Yeah. Like, that and hasn't even I, happened yet. And then I, I just stripped the whole Beetle and parted it out and got my 500 bucks back. And so the, the bus was free. So, yeah, so now, you're, so now you've yeah. got all kinds of So then of I left it in a field too long and it rusted the whole bottom six inches. It didn't so rust in the past 20 years. It was already rusted. Now, no, it was 20 No, years it was when he it first got really it, it was really in pretty good shape. Where do you live? Yeah. In the ocean? You would live with SpongeBob? It's no, grass. Yeah, oh. the grass grew, grew up and um, it rains 
300 days a year or something in Vancouver. I've been so. watching that. I, I see where you live because I watch that TV show. George got me watching that show Alone now. Yeah. Where it's like the people on on, on Vancouver Island. Yeah. There's like a one of the islands in Vancouver. Everything's a bunch of islands out there, and there's really no shore, and it's just trees. And they get average rainfall of 12 feet a year. It's a lot of rain. Vancouver Island's a rainforest. Yeah. So sucks, bro. I saw it on TV. I was like, nope, don't want to go there. You can get a I'm lot just, of shop work done. Uh, well, I'm, no, no, where I'm looking, there's no shops. These people are. Have you seen the TV show Alone? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what. When you're t- tell me you get a Volkswagen, I'm thinking you're on the beach somewhere with your gill net out trying to catch fish <laughs> while you're trying to work on this double cab, the single cab. So the single cab you're bringing down as soon as you can. Yeah. What's the plan for the single cab? Um. Secret. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about it. It's got. Yeah, I'm mid-engine, uh, mid-engine six-cylinder Subaru no, the turbo. motor keeps done. Flopping. I keep flip flopping on the motor. I was going to do a three-liter Type One, and then I was going to do an Ocrasa because I, with my '54, I got a, f- a '59 um, Type Two motor. Feel free to so get closer like to that microphone. It, then I'm. Now you can get a little closer to, to the microphone. I'm not now gonna, I'm back to three-liter. Guess who showed up to the show, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. He's just used to it from being on stage all the time. But uh, so you're do, you were gonna do a three liter Type One, yeah. So ARPMK is like the full aftermarket everything, yeah. Because you can't do that in a stock case, right? Could always see my boy Joe Horvath and get you one of them three liters with the three piece case. Well, you were thinking TF, well, the TF One case, yeah, or? probably oh, TF One yeah. case. Yeah, I like to get that guy on here and see what talk about that whole thing. So, so I heard he has about. new, he has another set of round of cases this month. We're coming out, but I haven't. That's hmm. not on my build list. What yet. do one of those cases cost? Worth it. Well, you, <laughs> no, I, I don't even. I mean, this guy. I, I haven't priced it. I'm just buying it. So I wonder if this guy does. This guy have a machine shop where he makes like stuff for the government and then like makes the cases just for fun for VW people because it can't be something. There's nobody that said I'm gonna buy this 2.4 million dollar CNC machine to make cases. You know, there's not that kind of market in it. I don't think so. I wonder what the sto- I want to know the story on that. There's got to be a story behind that. Clearly, yeah, I, I, I clearly don't know what it is. So there's got to be something to yeah. that, right? Yeah. So clearly, Jared Jared hasn't done any research. Jared, next time let's study up before we get on the podcast. Okay? Let's <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so the single cab's going to come down. Secret the secret up in single cab after you do. I mean, I'm almost finished metal work. Seventy. Oh, you've been doing the metal work. I've been doing all the metal work on it. So now I've, I have the bed. And I'm going to redo the front dog legs because I'm not happy with what I did. So did, I, I, when I started it, there uh-huh. weren't dog legs available. All I could get was skins. So I did. No, all I can get is inners from the newer into the white dog leg. Yeah. So I grabbed the inners. I patched up the outers and welded in new inners. But now I have new full dog legs. I'm going to redo them because I'm not happy. And uh, I think a couple headlight buckets and I'm finished. Nice. Nice. That's a lot of work, man. That's a have, ton of work. I don't have the kind of patience, bro. Not me. Mm-mm. He's a, he's a metal genius. Yeah, it's too it's too slow going for me. I want instant gratification. I'm looking for the like, bang done. Oh, I'm happy now. You know what I mean? Like, Zorba. Like, yeah. Well, she, she looks good. I can mock up wheels on her and stay motivated. You know, I gotta get I gotta get to somewhere where there's like, it's tangible. I'd be know? further ahead if I stopped doing custom stuff to it too. So, that takes. Well, we look forward to seeing all this custom stuff coming out. But so let's talk real quick about you guys just came out with a new a couple new products came yeah. out with the upper pulley. Yes. 
So upper pulley, and then uh, also going to be releasing within the next few days uh, uh, the seven thousand series pulley. This made out of seven seventy seventy five. Uh, so our standard pulleys are sixty sixty one T six, which is you know kind of the standard. Mm-hmm. It's a it's super strong, great stuff. Uh, we kind of wanted to do something even more over the top, so we're going to be uh, releasing our seventy seventy five stuff. Um, so we've got the upper pulley with the large 30. And the difference, for those that don't know, is the density of the aluminum. Yeah, hardness. Would... Twice, as st- twice as strong and twice as hard. And what's, what about weight? How much more weight? Same. Weight is really close. There's only Really? Yeah, they only add a couple other minerals. Or, so it's sorry, just a different hardening process that they take with the aluminum? It's still T6, isn't it? It's t- still T6, but yep. it's just adding another couple elements in there to fill some gaps. That's what it is. Nice. It has and a little the, different ping to it. And the, the design, the, the design of the new pulley comes from where? It's similar to what? Uh, t- t- let's let's get to Jared about design. Oh, yeah. Jared, dig in, buddy. Now you've done your homework. Let's talk about the design. Because when I saw the pulley, it's got this, it's got the, what I noticed, oh, uh, bro, they got the rear, they got the rear generator nut on the front, dude. Let me go talk to these guys. <laughs> That's what I thought so when I saw it. We were having problems with the, with other aluminum pulleys on the market and they were starting to wear. So the thing with aluminum is if you have 0.5 thou movement, it's going to grow. You have to have zero movement in the stuff. So I decided to go, I, I love vintage stuff. So I'm always trying to bring that back into the design. So I, I went with the 36 mil large nut Porsche 356 kind of style, right? Um, large nut. Did that in a 17.4 stainless, because why not? Do a better product on everything. Um, and then it, I thought that wasn't quite good enough. I could I have all this other room outside of that nut, so let's add some anti-vibration bolts to make this a single unit so there's no movement at all once it's put together. Nice. And so the design, you've seen it on vintage race cars and stuff like that. And so the three-bolt has been on... Um, 911s mm-hmm. and i think i've seen some others um the belts we sell actually has a pulley on the front with three bolts on it i don't know what whose pulley it is but on the, <laughs> the content, continental on the belt continent. actually yeah. comes with something that looks similar that we, we didn't realize and you guys started buying the belt you guys use a specific belt that won't fit on any other setup or this will also fit on a volkswagen setup no that the whole concept that you know, we've always had with this is to keep things standard. So several of the problems that we had, uh, you know, on, on my cars with pulleys, um, kind of, it it all centered around the center, uh, the, the nut system. Uh, so the, the ones that I had that were aluminum nut on aluminum, those ones failed at roughly 200 miles that they just start to beat each other up and that the movement goes the other, the other ones with the uh, I would I would take a, a steel you know setup a steel mm-hmm. nut with the with the steel washer those eventually kind of wear into the aluminum but the other problem with most of those things is they use a large square boss so they're different shims right uh, totally different shims which was well that's annoying. where the shims start wearing away at the aluminum core like you start to see if the shims a little bit off and yep. you never really and i've always looked at it like how in the world that happened like you start right. to see a little that little wear mark it gets on the inside of the shaft so we wanted to, to build something that was going to use stock shims um uh, so that's that's really how that kind of came out and in terms of a belt um you know that coupled with our new uh crank pulley 
um, that's designed specifically for the 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 late Super Beetle belt, which is the eleven three nine twelve belt. So, um, you know, and it fits in there perfectly. Where I have had just fits with different pulleys. Don't know what size they're actually made for. Most of them are made for something that's ridiculously skinny. Hmm. Um, that goes even for some of the high end stuff. That's you know, quote unquote, high end stuff that's, that's out there. And that's not what VW is from the factory. The VW had a pretty thick belt. Well, yeah, I mean, they kept they kept increasing. They increased the thickness of the belt with horsepower. Um, so as as and, and fan width, yes. Yeah, so the so while well, you're talking about fan inside the yeah, so the, the yeah, they went with a wider fan, wider fan, blowing more air. You needed a bigger belt, right, to turn that fan, turn it. more centrifugal mass. I mean, listen, I'm no I'm no expert. I play one on TV, but with the more centrifugal mass, the more pressure it puts on that belt in the front. So you got to go wider so you get more grip. Yep. Otherwise, you'd be breaking belts sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think one of the issues and that we everyone, as we spoke about earlier. Everyone runs the doghouse style fans sure. in their car and with weld marks on them now. Yeah, even heavier, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I we've seen enough of people and you know throwing belts and then the anecdotes of guys throwing belts and and I think that a lot of this issue is kind of centered around the pulley and what pulley they're actually speaking of crank pulley, what sure. they're using. The, the alternator pulley is, is designed for it, but it, it could be used with a different belt as well. Um, the, but really that one comes down to the crank pulley and, and how that's designed. And our, our belt, our pulley fits the belt dead flush. It goes all the way down into the groove. So that's and then, true. And then brand new on the alternator pulley, it's, it's set in about three or four mil with four shims. So it really doesn't have a chance to it jump out low. of there. It sits nice and low. Oh, so you won't, you won't, you can't do the old screwdriver trick on it like they have on. That won't definitely work. Definitely not. You ever tried it? I have done that. Yes. Oh, have you? Yeah. I never tried it. I thought yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a way to fling my screwdriver across the room. It is. But <laughs> <laughs> through the deck lid. And so you got the you got the new upper pulley, the lower pulley. I got. Well, I have one of the original prototypes that we're going to be running on, on on the class eleven car. Uh, that's coming out on my 2276, and then I, I picked up an upper pulley. And I thought the other night when I when I was at your place picking up Zorb of the Gi, I was so elated. I don't remember if we grabbed all those parts or if George grabbed them, because I don't remember if we grabbed them. George grabbed George, them. Okay, because yeah. I got home and I was like, oh, where's all those Ross Wolf parts I grabbed? <laughs> I was like, oh, where are those around? <laughs> I wonder where those are at. But, uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of people want to know about, Jared, is the gold plug. The gold oil plug, Jared. It's time. It's time to talk about the gold oil plug. <laughs> that we're I, out of. I, I saw. I, yeah, I saw. We sold them all. I sold. Did you sell all of them? Yeah, yeah. pretty well. Yeah. And what's so funny is I want. I was almost going to screenshot a bunch of nonsense conversation. This one this morning was like, I have, because what, what, I'm on every freaking forum. Connected oh, you've seen what I've been uh-huh. doing with? Not even on yours. I'm just okay. saying the peanut gallery itself, right? Yeah. I get on. First thing this morning, because you know you could check to Facebook to make sure the world is in order, and I'm cruising on there, and I see this Manx page, and it's like, I came out of the restaurant, and this lady's sitting in my Manx, and then it's all the Manx people that are like, how dare people think they have the right, and it just goes on and on and on, and I'm like, I didn't know this was an issue, like people hopping in Manxes to take pictures of themselves or whatever the case was, and it was just like, and and I instantly thought about you, and I thought, yeah. 
I thought about lonely Jared in the in the world of Neverland on the edge of a cliff with a sword fighting everyone with the uh, gold plug. And it's interesting because everybody gets on there, and I was talking to someone today, and Doug Berg, who knows a lot about VW stuff, will get on the forums and say something to someone, like someone will make a comment about something, and then some people don't associate that he's involved with Gene Berg Enterprises and been doing Volkswagen since he was a little kid. And start arguing with him about stuff. Yeah. And not that just because he's Doug Berg makes him an authority, but he's got a little bit of experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting, the peanut gallery, what they come after. Because the first thing, you put the post up. Give, give me the story. It's a good story. What's the story? You put the post up for the gold plug. Like, hey, guys, we have these. Because it's like a, it's like a rare earth magnet, like a super strong magnet. Yes. Which is the key because you can go get a cheap oil plug with a little magnetized thing or some guy goes, oh, just rub it on your fridge magnet and you're just fine. But Or, or even something that's wider that's not directly under the, the pickup tube. I mean, that, that right. also has a, a big effect on things as well is like you're catching anything that's going through, sure. right? Because it's it's right there. Some of the other designs have the magnet a little bit further out, which, you know, that's not catching the stuff that's going you know and let's be honest not everybody wants to take their drain plate off when they do an oil change every time right right so if you do have a big one that it's catching all around you're not going to stick your finger in the hole and try and clean that thing out well what's interesting is vw and the late models eliminated the drain plug altogether and like you had to to make sure that people are checking the screens yeah they made they got rid of the drain plugs you would have to take all 10 bolts off interesting six so whatever <laughs> six ten shows you how many times i've changed the oil right, right I, yeah. I just used the one i'm that guy so, they yeah. made it for so i posted this gold plug for sale and 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 had some shots of the uh of us doing the first oil change after doing a cam break in on the notch mm-hmm. and their first comments were um you should just buy crystals because that will do just as good and the <laughs> others were um there's i just love the comments people make everything know? in the a volkswagen engine is motor. magnesium and aluminum so what do you need what do you need a magnet for right because the camshaft's aluminum so then i i Lifters, just had to start defending aluminum. myself saying i mean the first thing is we're doing a cam break-in right it's a cast against a cast part they're metal steel the next is the rings seating wearing off all the honing it's little fine metal particles coming off that are getting right. trapped and they're like there's and then i finally and then there's other guys seeing the picture and they go oh your motor's done it's like i never have that much of my motor i'm like well you don't you're not running a gold plug you, you don't see it it's floating in your oil and you it's such a small particle it's it felt almost like a um like a slurry like a thousand grit slurry yeah um and you wouldn't feel that if it was just floating in your oil. No, and it, it, you're not getting it. You're not catching it. I and mean, even modern cars have those in the in the on some of those drain plugs. On some yeah. of the modern cars, they're, they're magnetized on that. I know. I I know it was actually my Can Am and all that stuff that's outside. Yeah. Probably because they're from Canada, right? Yeah. That you're thinking. Well, gold plugs making them for all kinds of different. I mean, gold plug makes. A, a wide variety of plugs. You know, we just have one for the that works for. Volkswagen. I mean, it, also works for Hondas, by the way. Like, yeah, the reality yeah. is, the, the reality is, it's a good warning indicator if something really wrong 100%. is about to happen. So, would you rather grenade a rod or would you rather find stuff early? Because although the bearings aluminum, there are other pieces, a lot of other pieces that are steel inside that motor that will start to shave, or, or even if the, if the rods 
twisting a little bit. You start rubbing the rod on the side of the case, you know. But, you know, everybody's an expert. And it's always, I think I might do one podcast where I just get like six or seven topics and I just read the comments and just like, it's just mind boggling because there's, the internet has made the world a place where people don't need to have tact anymore. And then they have this way of kind of talking down to you. Like the first comment, you might as well rub crystals on there. Someone could just say, I, I'm, I, I understand your purpose for it, but I don't understand how it works because this is how I see it. Instead, someone saying, I don't know, there don't, are a don't few- sell the crystal thing short. I mean, it may be something where you get crystals, you center your chi, and your engine is just kind be. of right in the don't. world. There are some guys that are helping out and actually putting, some guys are asking, asking the question, oh, yeah. why do you really need this? Is, it, is this real? Like, and then other people are actually speaking up to it and saying, yes, it, it definitely helps. I have... Anything. I think I've I think I've saved like a, my last two motors from it because I do go to an oil change and okay there's something wrong right instead of um, there's also you, uh, an oil analysis places where you can send out your oil every time you do an oil change yeah. and that they will tell you what's floating in there because you're yeah, not going to see I it mean, I mean it's a, it's a lot and probably one of the main killers on newer motors because the tolerances are so tight on newer engines is is lack of oil changes or oil like the oil gumming up, you know what I mean? Because the oil galleys are so small now, like any kind of debris inside the motor is going to get your oil to start gumming up and building up and you never know. And so, I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. I just wanted to hit you with that, but you sold out of the gold plugs. Well, huh? I mean, temporarily, I mean, they're, they're making another batch for us. So um, <laughs> we'll have those in another week or week and a half, but we do have, uh, there are, there are a few that I have left over to go with our new drain plate kit. Um, so we did come out with a full billet, um, drain kit that Jared designed, uh, specifically to work with, uh, some seal bolts. So that included with the kit. So this what is, what do you mean? What's deep, a, what's a sealed sumps. bolt? So the, the bolt actually has a seal in it. So the tolerances have to be hit exactly right on the holes for the, uh, for where the studs would it be it would be in in our kit you remove the studs from your deep sump mm-hmm. and then use this kit um and because the tolerance is so tight specifically designed for that bolt um you can get a direct seal uh with the bolt itself so we don't use any washers uh, no crush washers no crush washers and it uh seals up 100 percent. and then we're also including we, we came out with viton uh gaskets for the for the sumps who's viton well viton <laughs> i think i know him he lives up off east street right viton yeah viton's a, a very very cool high-tech material it's been around for quite a while uh but in terms of its um resistance to oil and gas it's superior to just about anything that you can get out there so what do you make it what gaskets need to be made out of viton from your opinion well I, anywhere that there's kind of an oil gasket so right now we've got the the sump gaskets mm-hmm. um, and then the and then we've got the fuel uh block off uh gasket in viton uh but i think we're going to go through and look at you know what else kind of needs that I, I we're definitely going to go down the route of valve cover uh in viton because i think that's been a spot that's missed i mean in the end guys are you know taking cork gaskets and loading them up with silicone and that's one way to seal it up it you know holds the gasket it does does a few things for you gives you some level of seal but silicone in comparison to uh, viton is it's not even the same game right uh, 
silicone is oak. It's it's rated okay, and I think that's actually the way some of the ratings are rated okay against uh, gas and oil. Uh, but the problem is that it it oxidizes and it gets hard, and then it you know basically fails once you go through temperature couple, cycles, couple heat cycles. So do you sell? So now, so added to the product line that you guys can get on RossWolf.com. Yeah. Shameless plug for my boys here from Vegas, but I mean this is this is what we listen. It's, it's about the hobby, right? And getting better things out there to the hobby. So, you've got the new uh, alternator generator pulley with yes. three bolt and the and the kind of old school look to it, but it's a high performance, best performing one in the market in your opinion. Yep. Then you guys also have the we got, we got the gold plug, gold plug, right? Gold, gold plug's plug, awesome. Gold plug that you can get. Then we've also got now the deep sump plate. So that deep sun plate with the ceiling, the self-sealing bolts. Um, now, are you kind of worried about selling that because you can't be a goon and just snap your bolts off and then like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm, I'm being serious about this because you're concerned about customer service and feedback. Sure. And one of the things like if you sell something that takes a little bit of finesse for somebody to use. Yeah. And there's a lot of people. I might be one of them that lack the finesse. Well, that's everything aluminum. I mean, honestly, selling aluminum is a bit dangerous because there is finesse uh, involved in all of it. It's funny because, you know, I got into mountain biking this this summer living in Bozeman. And uh, that's what's different about you. (laughs) Every everything you you buy a wrench and they all say five Newton meters on them. Right. Because everything aluminum needs you know this small amount of torque right so that that exists on everything aluminum however you know there's really not they're not going to snap the uh, you you would have to work pretty hard to snap these stainless steel they, they are stainless steel bolts with the uh, but i mean the if they're extracting button. the old stud can they booger up the old threads that are in the actual yeah, you have itself? to have some you know, we recommend you have some mechanical skill before you start, yeah i mean you, you know, gotta have an actual bolt car. extractor i don't think anybody's got two little 10 millimeters that, are that small out, those things come out so with easy. vice grips yeah. well no out of a out of a sump generally generally that's i i can i can get it where the the case mm-hmm. those can be a bugger uh a but generally, with sumps, it's not. But on the case stuff, because it's a it's a bigger plate for the for the deep sumps. Well, some of them are bigger, but some have the the same. You know, we're this is essentially a stock stock one. It it just they're a little bit easier. Right. You can get to them. They're you can't really you can't really do too much harm there. But you can get to those studs fairly. They, so typically, they come out. You've got that. Yeah. You've got you've got the 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 deep sump plate with the uh, seal free bolts. And then you've got the Viton gaskets. Do the Viton gaskets, all this stuff's available on the website now? Yes. So can you buy the Vi- – do you have the Viton gaskets as a set? Uh, yeah. So we're selling them in a pair. Okay. Uh, so for the for the sump plates, we're selling them in a pair. It's two two for ten bucks. They are, you know, an expensive piece we had to make. You know, they are, are – there are a design. They're made only for you. It's yes. not like, oh, yeah, yeah this also works for a, a 2013 yeah. uh, no. Hyundai. I mean, there's tons of Type 4 um, – pushrod tube seals, Phyton pushrod tube mm-hmm. seals, and those are just standard O-rings that guys are buying and putting them and selling them. This isn't that. This is we designed and You guys and designed and had it manufactured yeah. by somebody. So there's some startup costs. And, but sure. Yeah. So some tooling and everything that we had. Is this Viton gasket a one-time use gasket? No. Actually, uh, you should be able to reuse them. Again, they're not going to oxidize. You were supposed to say, great question, Bill. <laughs> great question, <laughs> no, I, question I, know, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm thinking, like, can you? is this a reusable gasket? Should be. It yeah, should. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Now, the the so you guys obviously went to like the experts in the Viton world and said, how thick do we need this to be? Can you guys specify it for the application we're using it or you guys called out the specification? 
Is that where I worked Cat- that out? Oh, Jared comes <laughs> in. So Jared did do some homework yes. somewhere. He didn't just smuggle himself over the border. <laughs> yeah. So, so these come right directly. Um, Dupont made Viton for the oil and gas industry for um, for deep drilling for the on the heads for high temperatures and uh, stop everything from stop everything from uh, any breakdowns and stuff to shut down to save money. So, so you, you guys like, this was something like, Hey, this is, here's a high tech rubber. Like, why aren't we making this out of, well, I'm, we know why people haven't made it. It's, expensive. it's too expensive. Yeah. yeah there's really not tons of yeah. margin in it. Cause I had this conversation with somebody the other day and I said, I was talking to another, I was talking to the council of type 34s. And uh, when I say that, I mean, Lee Hedges, when we we're talking, and I said, <laughs> I just don't get this. Is what my, this is what I said. Cause I, I asked you, what is the cost of pulley cost? Right. And, and not not the pulley. What was it we talked about? Uh, it was the cost of something. The 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 shifter. The the shift. shift the coupler. solid. The billet aluminum yep. shift coupler. Right? right. Solid, firm, stiffen up your shifts. All that business. Right. And your sells for three times the price of the high performance quote unquote one that's available, and you have no problem selling it. Conversation I had with someone about rubber parts made for specific cars. I don't want to say type thirty four gears, but you can figure out whatever we're yes. talking about. And I said, I just don't get why the guy that's doing this doesn't tell the manufacturer or work with someone that says, give me the best quality parts. His response was, because they can't make enough money doing it. I said, they can. There's a limited pool of people that are doing this. And why can't you buy rubber and say, can you add UV protectant in that rubber? Like, why is the rubber on a 64 bug in the desert field out here? like still decent and you get something so from someplace and it's like, and I just don't get it, man. And, that, and that's kind of one of the grief things about VW things is I guess people think, well, if you get it, it's good enough and plan to replace it in a year. Like that's, I'd rather just pay 10 bucks more and get one that's good. Well, know? I was, you know, I was having that trouble in rubber with, I shouldn't say rubber, but silicone. And some of the, the reason that we went after this is I was using some of the silicone gaskets that are, that are out there and that they were starting to fail. Um, you know, they're supposed to be reusable in lifetime and, you know, that didn't turn out to be the case. And, in in when it came down to the, the, uh, cylinder you know any anything with the cylinder tin um you know none of that stuff worked correct on on those gaskets so i mean for the heads i mean that 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 was just not not working at all you know any of the silicone stuff so we went back to putting the you know the cork gasket with the sil with the silicone rtv on it rtv on it so you know that's that's the stuff that you know we're trying to kind of eliminate is is products that you know kind of appear good when you when you start off with it and then you know they kind of lose their performance pretty quick nice so anything else new you guys got that we didn't discuss all right i kind of think i I mean we've got we've got we we did come out with our idf uh stacks idf stacks are are in uh and then we have the idf uh choke delete plates as well so there's we're adding you know, a bunch of new products and then Jared's got a bunch of things in the works as well nice. uh, that we're talking about. And, and obviously we want to get to where we're, we're stamping a few more gaskets as well. Well, very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, stopping in and uh, appreciate the deal on Zorba the Gia. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm not going to disappoint you. She's going to be on the road and she'll be a Gia to be remembered by all. 
love it or hate it, you're going to remember it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. And, and I'm glad you guys had a good weekend in spite of, you know, kind of the few setbacks that you had, man. And uh, We overcame. And, yeah, it was uh, – sounds like it was a good time and, uh, I, you know – next time for me but you know well, listen we got this weekend coming up with the red the show at red rock yep. for so i'll remind you guys again that this week if you're going to be in vegas this week go check out the red rock country club they're going to be the vegas auto fest huge huge car show you're going to see tons of volkswagens but you get to go see a bunch of lamborghinis and all that nonsense and then uh, don't forget about the let's talk dubs one crazy weekend coming up in two weeks from now so if you got a life if you need a life if you have a reason to live you should probably be there i mean that's what i'm just going to throw out right there so um, Jared, Jason, thanks for stopping by. Thank, Thank you. you. Always Pre- appreciate you guys. And, uh, don't forget guys, share the podcast with your friends, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to support the podcast, go to let's talk click on the merch button, purchase some merch to support your favorite podcast. But more importantly, support the, the more importantly than purchasing merch, come out to the one crazy weekend. I assure you, you're going to have a great time. And someone's leaving with $1,500 cash. And then the guys that are second and third are like 300 and 200, but still cash is cash, right? So until next week, guys, later.